Welcome to Dissecting This Fiction, a podcast where we discuss the latest in movies, TV, and games. Because we're always DTF, and you should be too. I'm your host, Steven. And I'm your co-host, Jessica. And in light of recent events, I uh, would like to apologize for any harm I caused to the bald eagle community. Uh, I made a joke last episode, and uh, I'm deeply sorry about that. Probably a good call. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I, the last thing I want is a bald eagle swooping in on our episode while we're recording. Maybe slapping me. Yeah. It'd probably be pretty intense. Telling me to keep their scalp out of my fucking mouth. <laughs> that seems like something Eagly would say. I mean, I, it's specifically Eagly I'm worried about because <laughs> he fucks stuff up. Yeah. From what I've seen in Peacemaker... Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's cute and cuddly, but he, he will fuck you up. Oh, yeah. So You don't want to mess with him. Eagly, I'm sorry. Please do not come after me. <laughs> or my cheeks. Yeah. Well, it might be uh, too late for some others to keep things out of their mouth. As uh, we all... Anybody in the United States, at least, probably is well aware of the, the what they called the smack herd around the world. <laughs> Where Will Smith... Now infamously slapped Chris Rock for making a joke about Jada Pinkett Smith's hair. What hair? <laughs> or lack thereof, if you will. Careful. Lock the doors. Lock the doors. <laughs> Better hope Will Smith doesn't listen to this podcast. <laughs> yeah, the Oscars happened a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably the biggest Oscars in a while. Uh, <laughs> not because of the Oscars itself, but the... Uh, the guests attending. Yeah, full disclosure, I didn't even know it was the Oscars until the news of the slap happened. Yeah, <laughs> I, like, I, I oh, knew it was happening, but okay. we weren't watching it. Yeah. <laughs> and then I saw over, it was Twitter or whatever, just everybody was just like... Losing it? Sharing like a, a Chinese live broadcast or mm-hmm. something of the smack. Yeah. And then, just what an awkward moment. That whole thing was so awkward. Like, I, I, at first, and I'm sure everybody was, like, questioning, is this a part of the show? Is this real? Yeah. Is this happening? Or is it, like, a publicity thing? Mm-hmm. Which is a very sad move, or that's what they yeah. did to spark interest yeah. again. I was very suspicious of that, because the Oscars have essentially been dying the last however many years. Mm-hmm. And hence the fact that I didn't even know they were on... <laughs> But it definitely got some media attention. Yeah. Is it a hot take? I'm mixed on this one. I feel like he shouldn't have smacked Chris Rock for the joke. Mm -hmm. Which the joke, in my mind, was not even that big of a deal. Yeah. I think it was weird that everybody got dramatic about this joke, which was literally just Chris Rock saying, I can't wait to see you in G.I. Jane 2. Yeah. Which is a very dated joke. Yeah. You're not going to get that it's unless like you're, cut. I guess, our age or over. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what the minimal age you would have to be is, but yeah. I was very young when G.I. Jane came out. Right. With Demi Moore. I think it was Demi Moore. Yeah. But if they're replacing her with Jada Smith, then I guess it's Demi <laughs> Less, right? <laughs> yeah. Now I don't want that movie to happen. Yeah. But anyways... I think it's weird that, like, that was the joke that, like, everybody shit themselves about. Yeah, there's been a lot more more offensive things said. I watched the Oscars the next day just because of this. I was mm-hmm. like, okay, now I have to watch this and see how it, like, mm-hmm. felt after the event happened. Yeah. Amy 
Schumer, is it? Mm-hmm. She made a joke about Leonardo DiCaprio borderline being a pedophile. So I just thought it was weird. Yeah. That this joke was unacceptable. And the I guess the, the argument people are making is you attacked her medical condition, having alopecia. Yeah. I don't feel like it was an attack on that, but if that was how people interpreted it as an attack on the medical condition, that's the only difference that I can see. Well, okay. First off, I guess I should be thanking Will Smith because he set a precedent that if you are bald or Mm -hmm. balding, that your spouse has to legally defend your honor. Yeah. So now I expect you to smack the shit out of people if anyone ever makes a comment about me being bald. Yeah. Okay. And or balding. Well, it's mostly your friends, so I think I could do that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, you better start smacking. Yeah. I'm going to get slap happy up in here. Yeah. Tough up those palms. <laughs> yeah. It's a whole, it's kind of a, like a weird situation because she's always, she's been like very open about having alopecia and mm-hmm. like she doesn't really seem uh, particularly like downtrodden about it well what was weird was he laughed at the joke uh-huh they you know they, they showed all the audiences mm-hmm. everyone's laughing he laughed they show her not laughing mm-hmm. and the next thing you know he's going up on stage and so yeah. like there must have been a moment there where she like gave like side eye or something yeah yeah there has to have been like a glance that we didn't see yeah but like i don't think the smack was a reaction to the joke itself i think it was clearly in my mind something that's probably more of a build-up with chaos in their relationship yeah that's what it feels like to me felt like it was overcompensating for something going back to like you said like she's been dealing with this for a while and she acts like she you know has embraced it and all that Mm -hmm. but like also, if you look at her in, like, 97, in, mm-hmm. like, Scream 3 or whatever movie she, I think it was, mm-hmm. she had a shaved head in that. So, yeah. either she was been doing this for a very long time, or that was just a hairstyle she liked at some point. Yeah. Before. Yeah. Also, there's no reason that you can't wear a exactly. wig or exactly. whatever if you want to. I feel like a lot of people do that. That's true. Yeah. So, it's clearly a choice to mm-hmm. wear her non-wigged head yeah (laughs) so i I would have to say i'm i feel like chris rock didn't really make a joke that was worth the drama that it Mm -hmm. gathered yeah but at the same time i will say that i feel like this aftermath on will smith has been a little extreme as well i don't know if you saw this so he well first off he won best actor later that night yeah like not that long later right and gave this really awkward speech, which was basically, it felt like it was going to be an apology, but then it wasn't. And it was like a double down on not like, saying it, but saying essentially, I did it because I channeled the King Richard personality or some shit from becoming that character for the movie oh, that he okay. just won the award for. Okay. I That's what I got said something it. like, level make you do crazy things or whatever. Mm-hmm. But he was like... He was, like, comparing himself to, I don't know the, his first name, but the King Richard <laughs> yeah. dad. Yeah. For, it's know. Richard Williams, I believe. Richard. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, duh. Yeah. <laughs> Richard would be his first name. I'm just guessing. But... Williams would be the last name. <laughs> yeah. 
You should be a detective. I think you... Crack the case. Yeah. So Richard Williams. Okay. Like he basically was was trying to compare himself to him, and that he did that to defend his family, as the, as Richard Williams did. You know, it's through that story and his like becoming that person. Okay, so that actually makes more sense. Why I've seen a couple of different articles now about people saying how method acting is bullshit and you shouldn't have to. Well, that's what's crazy is I don't think it's even about Will Smith for those like, yeah, comments. No, I think other... it was based off other people's method acting. Tactics. Yeah, but I don't know if the topic came up because of this. Uh, I feel like it's more about Jared Leto, if anything. Yeah, I know. But there's like, I don't know, it, it was a whole separate conversation, but I was like, I feel like that could be related mm-hmm. to this, if that's an excuse yeah. or whatever. So it just was weird, because he, so he won Best Actor after this whole thing happened. Mm-hmm. And like, it felt like everyone was shocked when the thing happened. Then he went up for this award, had this weird speech... People were, like, standing and applauding him. It felt Mm -hmm. like everyone was, like, cheering him on. What if they just didn't want to get smacked? And then... (laughs) (laughs) I guess. They're like, we better cheer for him. He's going to come attack everyone. (laughs) But, like, now you're seeing all these people, like, talking against it. And, like, how he should be, like, punished for blah, blah, blah. And Mm -hmm. it's unacceptable that he, you know, went to violence and blah, blah, blah. Which it is. But, like, it was not professional, obviously. Mm -hmm. But, like, at the same time, I feel like it wasn't that big of a thing like it i mean it was a big thing in fact that it was a live thing that everybody saw but like mm-hmm. it was just a smack in the end yeah he's also like somebody made the point which i tend to agree with he's also like a pretty big guy especially compared to chris rock mm-hmm. so like he theoretically has the power to have made mm-hmm. a much he's like more a powerful <laughs> he theoretically was powerful enough to do a stronger slap or, you know, like, do damage, potentially. Mm-hmm. And he did. So, so he pulled his, so his smack. So he pulled his smack, he, theoretically. He was like a Spider-Man in, yeah. the, in the moment. Yeah. He pulled his smack. Yeah. So, but even, like, if he's conscious enough to Gotta be pull pulling smack. his smack, then he should have been conscious enough to not do that. Serial reference. Yeah. <laughs> I'm listening to the single word I'm saying right <laughs> now. I am. Uh-huh. I don't know. I feel like I agree with some of the people where I feel like if I was there, I would feel extremely awkward and uncomfortable about the situation. And I'm sure there's a lot of people were. But like, yeah. like, like I said, though, like there was worse jokes made about other people, in my opinion, mm. that same night. So it just seemed like this has to be something other than the joke itself. Yeah, I feel like it must have been a buildup of the turmoil in their yeah. relationship, like you said. And it's just sad because, you know, like the Oscars has been trying... The last few years, like you said, they, they're trying to like gain an audience again. They've, they've, they've dwindled and they're trying things. They, they've, you know, they, they had this, I think a couple years ago, they had like a whole thing that people were like boycotting them because mm-hmm. of their representation and diversity yes. and all that. And so like, so at the same time, if they're trying to like gain audience, like this doesn't really help, right? It just makes them look less serious. Yeah. Less serious <laughs> and, and yeah. not worth watching. You know, it's like, is it basically just like a. A wrestling event now <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's a good question <laughs> um, but it, you know it sucks for him too because like he shouldn't have done it but like he's lost a lot i feel like mm-hmm. and i don't know if it's necessarily like, all deserved so like a lot of companies that he's been dealing with making movies like that they're all being shelved at the moment mm-hmm. whether they'll see the daylight who knows he's resigned from the academy of motion pictures arts and science so he basically can't vote on 
nominations anymore to like, mm-hmm. and that was his decision. And I'm sure it was like a move to try and get yeah. a minimal punishment. Yeah. But he's also now banned from all Academy events for 10 years. What other Academy events are there though? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Cause I, there was like a joke that they made on SNL, which was like, okay, I don't feel like that's wrong where they're like, but is that a punishment? Like he can still go to the after party. He can still yeah, he be can nominated and win awards. Yeah, so he just doesn't have to waste his time going there. He doesn't have to sit through there. a four-hour ceremony where somebody is absolutely yeah. going to make fun of his wife again. <laughs> but also, wasn't this the first award he won? Because like, he's been nominated a lot. Was it is his it, first Oscar? Is this his first Oscar? I feel like it is. Oh, maybe. I feel like, and so, like that nobody knew that. away from that, you know? Yeah. If that's the case, then that, that now takes away from his win after all these big roles he's had. Yeah. And I feel like it also kind of stuck the life out of just in general, like the event itself. So like the other stuff didn't really have as much significance as yeah, it could. it was his first Oscar. Was it actually his first? Yeah. I know he's been nominated for a lot of his right. past stuff. And that's crazy because I bet a lot of people don't realize that it was his first Oscar. Yeah, because that's not at the back of the story, yeah. right? If yeah. at all there. I mean, it's his own doing, but it's, it's a crazy thing how yeah. that... It's just really unfortunate for yeah. everybody. Mm-hmm. It just, it's really sad. It sucks. Yeah. So he did win Best Actor, though, for his role as King Richard. First name King, last name Richard. First, first, King, <laughs> first name King, last name Richard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Seems about right. Yeah. The uh, the Richard twins, right? The tennis. <laughs> <laughs> the tennis sisters. The, yeah. The Richard the twins. Sisters. I still want to watch that movie. Conjoint. Richard Twins? No. Oh. <laughs> Too far. <laughs> uh, well, we don't have time to get into every single Oscar, but let's do like a quick overview. You had taken, you had some notes about this, so. Yeah, well, I mean, across from Best Actor, Best Actress, Jessica Chastain won the eye, for the eyes of Tammy Faye. Right. I believe that's on Hulu. I think you're right, yeah. She and looks interesting in that. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize it was her at first. Yeah. Uh, also to point out, Andrew Garfield is in that movie as well. Really? Okay. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm interested in watching that movie. It's like, she's like a 80s evangelist. Yeah. Is that what she is? Yeah. Is she like a tel, like a televangelist? Like a TV? Yeah. The TV one. Yeah. Televangelist. Yeah. That's what they call them. Yeah. Like she like was like right up there with Donahue, I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just made that up. I don't yeah. know. People are like, who the fuck um, is Donahue? Okay, so I knew about Tammy Faye Baker because I knew about... There was something related to that whole thing on one of the podcasts I listened to. Uh, for Best Supporting Actress, we have Ariana DeBoss. DeBose. DeBose. For West Side Story, which we have not seen. I think it's on HBO Max. Uh, yeah, we haven't seen it. I actually heard not good things about that. Oh, but really? Apparently, she was a good part of it. I didn't even know it was a thing until she hosted SNL, and I was like, oh. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I will say, I, I hadn't seen her performance at all, but, like, I really did love her speech because with all the chaos around the Oscars, you could mm-hmm. kind of tell that, like, for her, this was a big deal because she, like, it, it's all new to her. Yeah. And she's excited, thankful, and just, mm-hmm. like, you could, like, you, you felt happy for her yeah. watching her get her award. That's good. Uh, best Director, The Power of the Dog, Jane Campion for The Power of the Dog. That's Which like is a, a, Western, a Western, I believe. Okay. I think Benedict Cumberbatch is in it. 
I think it has Kirsten Dunst, mm-hmm. her husband. I don't know his name. Jesse Plemons. <laughs> All I know him as is the creeper the from guy the creeper <laughs> the creeper from Breaking Bad. Yep. Who is married to Kirsten Dunst. That's yeah. all I know him as. <laughs> I know him. He was in something before all this stuff, but now I don't even remember what it was. He's in a lot of stuff. Yeah, he's in a million things. He was. We saw him in the um, Jungle Cruise. He was the villain. And he was in one of the Fargo seasons. Yeah, with... With Kirsten Dunst. Kirsten Dunst, yeah. <laughs> who is now his wife, from what I understand. Yeah, what a crazy match. His wife. <laughs> Doesn't have the right ring, you know? Not quite. All right, moving on. Best original screenplay, Belfast won, okay. which I was really excited to watch this one. Yeah, so I, I, I hope we get that on a streaming that service. That was, I feel like I saw that coming. I don't know if it's service. out yet for like rental or purchase or anything, but like I definitely want to watch this when we can. And best picture, the winner was Coda, which is a Apple TV Plus film. Okay. And it, it from I mean I don't know the exact context of the story, but from what I got with the trailer is it's basically about a family of like like a fisherman family mm-hmm. in a small town, and like the father at the very least is deaf. I think maybe other people in the family are, and it's like the struggle I think of the daughter needing to like be there for the family, but also wants to like go on the college and be able to do for, her thing, do their own thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I, I'm really interested in it, so we gotta check that out. Sounds good. Quite an opposite year for us where we haven't really watched a lot of these movies. Yeah. Versus the one where we watched like everything. Every single thing. Was that last year or the year before? It was 2019. Oh, right. There was a big yeah. black hole gap, if you remember, yeah. between yeah, the was. start of our podcast and now. what happened. <laughs> well, a lot of stuff. Yeah. From what I understand. <laughs> uh, and then, of course, Dune dominated with a lot of other categories. Best cinematography, best film editing, best original score, best production design, best sound, best visual effects. Yeah, that sounds about right. I kind of figured that Best first part of a book. <laughs> I think they gave that <laughs> award that to them. Is that a category? <laughs> best first part of a book. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, that's it, I think, for our Oscar roundup. You know what would have been really ironic? What? If Will Smith... Was going to win for when he did Muhammad Ali when he yeah. did that biopic. Yeah, that would have been a cool one for him to smack somebody for, right? Yeah, that would have made sense. <laughs> All right, let's move on. I am parched though. Are you? Yes. So oh. I'm gonna I'm gonna get my soda out. Please do. My nitro Pepsi. Yeah. Which I don't know if you heard. Pretty much slightly carbonated. Yes, yeah, mostly flat it's, soda. It's, <laughs> Ends up, it's just a gimmick, I think, to give you less carbonated soda. Uh-huh. But it was like a, a, a big thing, and I was excited to find it. I finally yeah. found it. Yeah. Yeah, Here it was like are. a whole thing you dedicated some yeah. time to. Finally found it. Yeah, got excited. My friend was like, oh, so you like flat soda. <laughs> well, it took the, the wind out of my sails mm-hmm. to just want to enjoy there, this. there was no carbon dioxide yeah. to fill the, fill the sails. I guess you got me there. <laughs> So here's the instructions. Okay. Yeah. Did you ever I didn't know there were instructions. A soda can would have instructions. No. So this is how it goes. Step one, chill can. Mm-hmm. I did that. I put it in the fridge. Hopefully that's the correct method. Okay. Hopefully it's okay the soda gets cold too. Yeah. Step two. I hope you're listening because this one's really <laughs> crucial. Okay. Pour hard. Oh. 
What does that mean? <laughs> it's like when you pour it, but make sure it's hard. Okay. Is there like a pic? Is there like a picture showing you? You have to, to like it? have a boner while you're pouring. Oh, like, got from it. what I understand, okay. that makes sense. <laughs> you know what's weird is it doesn't tell you to open it. That is true. It does not ever <laughs> say to open it. Somebody There's out somebody there still is still trying to trying drink it. Drink it. <laughs> it's been months. I don't understand. Why is it not working? In step three, here's I guess the the fun one. Okay. Admire and enjoy. Admire. Unless you're the one who still hasn't opened the can. Yeah. They haven't been able to admire it yet. Yeah. All right. Are you going to try they, it out they then? Get, they just throw it against the wall out of frustration and then it like, sprays open. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So as a treat to our listeners, our longtime listeners, and or a curse, maybe they hate this. I thought I'd open this Nitro Pepsi on mic. For do a little ASMR? <laughs> everybody to enjoy the sound in case they don't get a... a a can of their own. Yeah. So here we go. Whoa. Pour hard. It's like parkour, but like pour hard. <laughs> parkour. <laughs> pour hard. Pour hard. Still going. Still going. Yeah, it looks like there's carbonation. It's like glo- like glopping out glob, at this point. Glob, glob, glob. <laughs> <laughs> Is glopping a verb? Is that, I... <laughs> it is now. I mean, it felt like the right word to me. Yeah. Glop. Glop. Squirt. Okay. How? <laughs> There's still stuff How is in there? there still coming out? Okay. Well, it looks like a draft Guinness. You just have to kind of like tweak it back and forth. Let's kind of rock it, I guess. And then okay. there's still a and little bit more. And then more foam goo comes out. Okay. I'm going to overflow the glass here soon. It's a two-in-one soda. Yeah. Like shampoo, but you it's you can drink it. <laughs> okay. I mean, I guess you could drink shampoo. It but... wouldn't taste good, though. But you could technically probably... Eh, wouldn't recommend it. You're still going, huh? I thought I'd just... Yep, see, there's more. See? How is that possible? It was hiding. It was okay. like, okay, I think we're safe. Yeah. But they weren't. Yeah. Okay. I have my Guinness-looking soda. Are you admiring it? I'm, yes. Well, well, yes. I feel like this can got heavier since I put it down. That makes no sense. It's like filling up again. <laughs> it's an endless can. That would be pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Admire and enjoy. So is it like you're enjoying that you admire it or? I think enjoy implies drink. Mm. But they could be a little more clear. They also never said they opened the can. That's so true. I might have fucked this whole thing up. Yeah. I'll give it a minute. So I, we, I'll admire it a little bit longer before we. Okay. Before we drink it. But in the meantime, let's get into some new releases or slightly old releases. They either came out recently or they're coming up. <laughs> so on my list, which I think we'll talk about this episode, mm-hmm. the first few episodes at least, Moon Knight, the Disney Plus original series tied to the MCU mm-hmm. starring Oscar Isaac and Ethan Hawke. Yes. And others. Yes. Came out on the 30th. I think we're about three episodes in. So I'm really excited to, to finish this series. Yeah, we'll be doing it. I want to remind anybody who hasn't been watching it yet that it's, it's I think it's only like a six episode show. So it's going to be over in the next few weeks. Yeah. So it's, we got plenty of uh, buffer to start watching it mm-hmm. potentially. Yeah. Uh, Tony Hawk, Until the Wheels Fall Off. This is a documentary on HBO Max. Nice. 
Uh, that came out on April 5th. Nice. It's a documentary basically about Tony Hawk's whole... Situation. Yeah, like yeah. where he like skates, I think. <laughs> That'd be weird. <laughs> it, I think it's uh, Ethan Hawke's yeah. <laughs> long lost brother. Yeah. Um, I think it's just about him basically not really being known about until now. Yeah, that makes sense. Because he's was busy skateboarding elsewhere. Yeah. Uh, there's an Amazon show called Outer Range. I think it came out a couple days ago on the 15th. It feels like it's like a Black Mirror-esque sci-fi-ish western. Yeah, I saw this one and it was like drama western. And then I was like, yeah. meh. And then it was like sci-fi. And I was like, hold on a minute. <laughs> I might be interested. <laughs> All I know is it stars Josh Brolin. Mm-hmm. I think he's trying to like eliminate half of the population or something. <laughs> yeah, that would probably track. <laughs> he's like a western Thanos. Yeah. That's what I got out of it. It's probably accurate. Uh, okay, so I've got a few things I'm interested in coming up soon. Pacific Rim The Black Season 2 is coming out on the 19th. And this is an this animated... Month. Yes. It's like an anime-esque 3D cartoon... Yeah. ...of the franchise mm-hmm. Pacific Rim. Yeah. Not to be mistaken with the much more impressive version, Atlantic Rim. The straight-to-DVD... <laughs> Yeah. Films that are also, I believe, on Amazon. Are those a real thing? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> you were just making something no, up. No, <laughs> I, I think we... Did we watch one? I think I checked one out. I don't know okay. if I watched the whole thing, but like, I skimmed it. It sounds ridiculous. Um, the Flight Attendant Season 2 is coming out to HBO Max on the 22nd of April. So anybody who liked that, you got another season coming? Although in the trailer, she said that she stopped drinking. So it's going to be weird. So, like, what's the point of the show? Well, I mean, we'll have to find out. <laughs> Presumably, there's going to be a lot of struggling to stop drinking, though. So either they're going to find something even cooler to focus on besides her alcoholism or... <laughs> Drugs. <laughs> Good news. I stopped drinking. <laughs> now I'm doing I've, cocaine. But I did find something better. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see uh, what they do with that. But I'm curious to see how they can come back or do more with the story that we saw the first season obviously Mm. there's got to be kind of i'm expecting it to be kind of more like a not anthology but like kind of a separate totally separate storyline basically that's my it's based off books right so i assume there's a book they're going yeah probably i don't i haven't read them though so i'm just making stuff up yeah (laughs) um and then also the northman is coming to theaters on april 22nd and this is just a movie about Vikings, so I'm in. It has an amazing cast. So yeah, I'm, it does. I'm it has in. a really amazing cast, and it's about Vikings, so I don't yeah. really need to know what else. Yeah. <laughs> and with that, I couldn't tell you one of the names, but I know that they're all amazing. Sarsgaard? Sarsgaard. One of the Arsgards. <laughs> the, the one from True Blood. Yes. Eric. Yeah, Eric. <laughs> I, w- I always want to call him Eric Sarsgaard, but that's not correct. Yeah. Alexander Skarsgård. There we go. Okay. Yes. And then I know... And Bill, actually, is going to be in it as well. Oh, is he? Yeah. Okay. Is he like a younger him or something? I don't know. Probably. (laughs) Oh, no. He's Pennywise from It. (laughs) (laughs) It's really difficult to see him Yeah, this is going to be a crossover event. Yeah, yeah. And then we've got, like, there's Bjork's in it, Anya Taylor-Joy. That's who I was thinking of. Um, The pill popper. Is she a pill popper? Oh, from... The, uh, the, the chest. Queen's Gambit? Yeah, that There show. we go. I was like, pill popper? What are you talking about? 
Just to be clear, you weren't talking about the actual actress being a pill popper. <laughs> no, I should probably <laughs> specify I'm with the character. I don't want any any hate slander lawsuits on me. And then, oh, shocker, Ethan Hawke's in yet another movie. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's in it, yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in, like, every movie that's coming yeah. out. He's in some other one, too, where he's like, he's like oh, I, I'm a magician, and I kidnap children. And yes, the the, uh, the black I, phone or something phone. Yeah. 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 But he's got, like, this whole, like, black thing. balloon thing that he, yeah, like... Yeah, I hate it. You want to get in my van? <laughs> I got balloons. Kids want some candy? Um, Nicole Kidman. Yeah, there's a lot of people. Yeah. So, I'm super into that. And is that that's in theaters? In theaters on April okay. 22nd. Uh, some other stuff for theaters already came out. Sonic 2. Uh, Morbius also came out on the 1st. I believe we'll be talking about that one today mm-hmm. in this episode. Not that people need to know whether it's good or not, because it seems that uh, Rotten Tomato has already decided. Yeah. Final decision. Uh, Fantastic Beast: The Secrets of Dumbledore came out on the 15th. Mm-hmm. It's the newest chapter in the Harry Potter series mm-hmm. that doesn't have Harry Potter. Yes. <laughs> but it is still Harry Potter series. Yeah. The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, which is a Nicolas Cage movie, yeah. that comes out on the 22nd. Yes. That's actually getting really good critic reviews and yeah, I've scores heard good things for Rotten about Tomato. That. It looks like it's going to be weird but funny. Mm-hmm. So It's like it's about Nicolas Cage as himself. As himself. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and Pedro Pascal's not himself. He's some guy who's like a rich, yeah. probably drug dealer or something like that based on the trailer. Yeah. Yeah. Spoilers. It's the trailer. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Some notable mentions. The Batman came out on HBO Max as of today. This is the newest one with Patton Robinson. Robert Rob- Pattinson. Rob- <laughs> <laughs> Should I leave that? Yeah, I would leave it. <laughs> Robert Pattinson. I don't know how that happened. Am I like dyslexic but like full-on word is there like dysnomic like you've got names backwards Captain <laughs> robbins yeah love that yeah i think he plays man bat <laughs> i mean <laughs> that is an and, option and he's getting with woman cat yeah <laughs> that one doesn't sound as good all right i don't know what happened there yeah but yeah the batman yeah the newest one <laughs> yeah the the really long one Yes. The one that will come at you with vengeance. Mm-hmm. I use that on my Twitter. Mm-hmm. That's my name. I know. I am Steve Vengeance. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. Yeah. So I've, I've been keeping it as long as I can. Yeah. Not to keep it even longer because this came it's out again. It's relevant again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and also another mention, uh, also HBO Max on the 24th, we'll be getting season three for Barry. This is a dark comedy about a hitman who wants to... Leave the life behind and become an actor. So the fact that there's a season three makes me feel like that's not going so well. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's kind of got the Dexter thing of like the older show where it's like shit keeps coming into his life and like potentially ruining his whole like oh, okay. having a happy ending thing. But gotcha. like stay tuned to find out what he does. Yeah. What's who's the, what's his name? Bill Hader. No, Bill Hader. He's really funny, so yeah. I'm assuming it's good. I haven't yeah. checked it out yet. He's a hater, though, so. Oh, okay. <laughs> so be careful. All right. That is the new releases and old releases that we just think you should check out. Yeah. 
You gonna try your Pepsi? I'm, I was just about to. I was okay. gonna take a sip of my nitro <laughs> Pepsi. Yeah. It both goes down smoother and harder. That might be <laughs> due to the pour. You poured it hard, so it has to cut down your throat hard, yeah. I guess. Okay. Yeah, it's still got the momentum from the okay. pour. Yeah, that's probably it. <laughs> Not an ad. <laughs> That would be pretty cool, though, if yeah, Pepsi paid us. It would. I'll email them, see if they want to. Yeah. <laughs> They'll, like, They're lose like, this email. Who the email. fuck are you? <laughs> <laughs> Stop talking to us. Yeah. All right, let's get into some of our delays and announcements. Brie Larson, she's coming back to a big franchise. Everyone knows this. Uh-huh. But it's not in the Marvel Universe. Okay. I mean, well, she it is, but <laughs> not this story. Yeah. She apparently is going to be joining Fast and Furious 10. Why? Why are we adding more people to this franchise? She's going to be an undisclosed role. We don't know what she's playing. But, like, let's be honest here, right? It's probably going to be something stupid like a long-lost relative that no one knew about related to Paul Walker's character. 100%, yeah. But I really hope that she is just Captain Marvel and comes and just destroys all of them. Yeah. So that that franchise can finally die. Yeah, she's like... (laughs) Fuck your car. And it just blows it up. <laughs> yeah. That's what I would prefer. But yeah, she's probably going to be a long Turns out relative. Dom is a scroll. Yeah. That's pretty cool. That would make it more interesting. But yeah, I guess he like introduced her on like a social media thing. Saying that she's part of the family now. Yeah. And I don't know if we've said this yet. I guess Jason Momoa is also going to be in the next film as the antagonist character. Okay. You care more about Brie Larson than you do with Jason Momoa. That's very interesting. No, I don't care about either of them joining that franchise because I want that franchise to uh, die. Okay, okay, gotcha. Because I hate it. People want it to like tie into the Jurassic World and like, yeah, I've no, I don't want that. I don't want anything. Like, you could put them in a dinosaur world, yeah. but make it a separate one. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, that's cool that Jason Momoa was going to be in it, but like, I'm not excited about anyone being in it because I don't want it to happen. <laughs> yeah, like, do, do like a whole Fast to the Future. I don't give a shit, but yeah. like, just leave Jurassic World out of it. Mm-hmm. I agree. All right, uh, Lock and Key. It's a Netflix series. They have two seasons out. They will be ending on the third season. Okay. So anybody who is watching that, it is coming to an end. Have you been? But it should theoretically have a ending that is, I would assume, satisfying. Are you up to date on that? Yeah, I watched okay. the, the second season. I wasn't sure if you started season two or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It got me in because like, the screenshot on Netflix was like a giant spider in the house. I was like, oh, yeah. Pass, yeah. yeah see what this shit's about. <laughs> and it was like a like a real throwaway thing in like middle of the season. It was like a 30-second moment. Yeah. It's like, okay. <laughs> a lot of watching just for that. Yeah. It's an all right show. It's, I don't know. It's based off of a graphic novel. I don't know yeah. know much about the graphic novel. I know. I think I started season one with you. I feel like it's too care. kiddish for what it's supposed to be. Yeah. But I don't know the context compared to the novel. So, All right. Uh, some other news. Doctor Strange is clocked in at around 126 minutes. That's six minutes past two hours. Two hours and six minutes. Mm-hmm. It's an easier way of saying that. Yeah. <laughs> and it was originally reported that this could be... One of the longest Marvel films released. Was it suggested before that, uh, who was it, the one that said it was going to be a horror movie left? No, this was like... Recently? Yeah, within the last month or two. Oh, okay. 
the, there was like some reports that it was going to be like three something hours and what? Why? Yeah. Uh, turns out that's not accurate. That's good. So nobody wants that. It just depends on the movie for me. Yeah. Like I like them longer if I'm really enjoying the movie, but like some movies, I feel like we've been seeing lately are could have trimmed in that a good mark, and they don't need to be. Yeah. And those are the ones I need to to be trimmed down. All right. Uh, Variety reports that Seth MacFarlane is returning to to voice Ted, which is a teddy bear, for a Peacock series, and it's going to be taking place in 1993 before the movies. Okay. So I guess that means we wouldn't be getting Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, probably not. Yeah. So, anyone looking forward to that? There's something coming to Peacock. Yeah, I might check it out. Yeah. Deadline reports that HBO Max has cast two actors for the Wonder Twins series. KJ Apa. 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 Okay. It's not Apa. I don't think so. <laughs> it's like the shortest name I've ever seen. Yeah. It's like five letters for the whole name. Yeah. Uh, he's from Riverdale, a show that I have not oh, watched. Oh, yeah. Oh, KJ is short for two names. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> what is it? Uh, Kennedy James. Oh, my God. He's New Zealand. He's from New Zealand. His, name, his full name is Kennedy James Fitzgerald Appa. Jesus Christ. Yeah. That's a long name. So now you know and why And now he's, he's like name. a really short he's name. He's like, fuck that. Yeah. I'm going with the shortest thing I could find. It's like both extremes. Yeah. Uh, and then also Isabel May, uh, she's from a series of eighteen called 1883. I think that's a Paramount Plus show, if I'm correct. Sounds vaguely familiar. Uh, she will also be cast. So they will be playing Zan and Jaina, the Wonder Twins. Okay. This is a live action thing. Another HBO Max DC series planned for live action is a series about Jackson Hyde's version of Aqualad. And apparently... Charlie Theron is going to be the executive producer on this series. Oh, okay. So it's going to be focusing on him, I guess, becoming Aqualad. Which is weird because in like the current animated stuff, he's actually the mantle of Aquaman. So yeah, I'm curious if they're going to do that. I don't think there's any word if this is tied to the DCEU. So I don't know if the current Aquaman films have anything to do with it. Seems like HBO is becoming like basically DC at this point, right? <laughs> yeah, that's what it sounds like. Which we have news about HBO altogether coming up later, so we'll talk about that in a little bit. Uh, but another DC property, The Rap reports that Academy Award winner Susan Sarandon will be playing the new villain, Victoria Cord, in DC's Blue Beetle. This is that movie, I think, coming... I don't know if it's for... HBO Max specifically. I think it was, right? It was one of those movies that was going to be on the service. I think so. But uh, apparently Sharon Stone was originally expected to play the role, but apparently it's not a thing and it's going to be Susan Sarandon now. Okay. Both big names. Yeah, definitely. They just really want it. Like, you know, we yeah. need an actress We've that has made... names that start with the same letter. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's kind <laughs> of important for this character yeah. that we showcase their name. <laughs> with the same character. Yeah, we already have stuff made that's got two, it starts with S's, so yeah. we, need, we need that to match. Speaking of S's. Yeah. Spirit Halloween, these stores that come up every Halloween, mm-hmm. every October, yeah. to buy your shitty knockoff character outfits for overpriced for amounts. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently there's going to be a film that comes out this October. 
What? They're making a movie based around the Spirit Halloween stores. Ha. What? And it's going to have Christopher Lloyd. Okay. But why? I have no idea. <laughs> I have to assume it's going to be like a Goosebumps type feel. Like, you know, the, the movies? Yeah. Like, that's all I can think of. Like, it doesn't huh. make any sense, right? I don't know. I'm not, I'm, I'm hesitant about that. No. Plus, I, they're doing it all wrong. If you have a Halloween movie, you don't release it in October. You do it in January? Yeah, you do it in like January. You do it in February. <laughs> Any like, other month. Yeah. <laughs> we've learned. Yeah. We've learned that Hollywood does not like her uh, horror movies and scary movies around Halloween time. Yeah. It's not the way to go. Yeah. They'll learn. Yeah. Or they won't. Those are their options. You had a 50-50 chance. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Will Ferrell joins joins the Barbie movie. He'll be joining Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling, who will be playing Barbie and Ken. So I've read something that says that he might be playing uh, an, a CEO of a toy company that may or may not be Mattel. So there's going to okay, be like a so meta it's, aspect. So it's kind of like what they did with the Lego movie. Yeah, maybe. Spoilers. I haven't seen that, so. Spoilers. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> So, yeah, but basically it's some kind of potentially meta situation. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's according to the Hollywood Report. I just assumed he was going to play the Malibu house. Yeah, the whole house. (laughs) I kind of thought he might before. Whether Maybe they're wrong. Who knows? Because you never know. Some of this shit's never, like, some of this shit ends up not being true. But I also think it'd be funny if he played, like, a different kind of toy that was just, like, constantly pissed off at Barbie for getting all the attention. Yeah. Yeah. Like one of those old rustic... Dolls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I for a second I didn't know where I was going. Yeah. I was like, well, I'm looking for a doll in yeah. this. So. Or like a like a like another action figure type situation that's yeah. not Barbie or Ken, obviously. Yeah. It is Will Smith with like smacking action. Yeah. <laughs> they should make that. Alright. Last little tidbit of news, and then we'll get into our bigger little discovery Warner media thing. It all makes sense now why Netflix has been raising the price lately. Oh, does it? Yeah. It's all justified at this point. Please enlighten me. It's all justified now. They've recently added a two thumbs up rating, like their their rating system. Instead of doing one thumb up, you can now do two thumbs up. Oh, okay. Obviously, the the labor and the manpower to get that into the the new operating system. That must be the reason. They needed people to, to pay a little bit more. I get it now. So I will be resubscribing to Netflix. I'll probably get a couple accounts just you can to support, support them. Their stupid endeavors. Yeah, I'll get I get one account for each thumb. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> that seems like a big giant waste of time. Yeah. Well, I, it's very confusing too because it, so that in that sense, Wait. then you have three scales. So it's downvote, upvote, double upvote. So really, it's two positive, one negative. So in a way. You could argue that what they're trying to do is make it on paper or in their data show up looking like people overall enjoy their shit more to justify putting more shit out for like, I don't know if it's like a stock. Yeah, like an investor meeting. Investor situation. So also, am I remembering 
thinking cor- correctly here that didn't Netflix used to have like a star system? Yeah, they got rid of that a long time yeah, ago. Yeah, a long time ago. But like, yeah, they had a good they one just... and they got rid of it for a shittier one. Yeah, so now they're like, oh, well, we kind of liked having yeah, yeah, a couple yeah. more options, but we can't just go yeah. back on our later, thumb decision. Later on, they're going to have like three thumbs yeah. or, or two thumbs and a dick. <laughs> Somebody tells me they won't have that. <laughs> <laughs> what would they do for the, what would the fourth one? Two thumbs... And two nips. I don't think you can like physically direct, change the direction of your nips though. Like a dick you can potentially make hard or not hard. Yeah. Depending how much you pour it. Yeah. <laughs> Let's move on. That was a, that was a nitro Pepsi joke. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Somebody will appreciate it. Yeah. Clearly not you. No. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's a very weird thing that they're adding. I guess it's just to make it look like. People enjoy their shit more. I don't know. Maybe. Anyways, like I said, we'll get a couple subscriptions because of it. Yeah. All right. Moving on to our little bit bigger story. Discovery, Warner Media, they made a deal. We talked about this a while back. It was $43 billion deal. Uh, they're now called Warner Brothers Discovery. Now, here's the thing. It, it, it was originally reported like it was like a mutual like collaboration merging Mm -hmm. but now it feels like it's more discovery just bought warner brothers which is weird because like where are they getting that money (laughs) it doesn't seem like discovery would have enough money to buy warner brothers maybe they borrowed it from uh, arby's maybe (laughs) where they're making more money on those fucking remodel shows than we We got we got the meats (laughs) and the bucks yeah (laughs) i guess my big question is now that we're gonna see HBO and Discovery's app merge into one thing at some point. Mm-hmm. I think they said they're going to do it slowly because they don't, they have to like get it to work together and blah, yeah. blah, whatever. Are we going to see a price raise? Going back to Netflix, now justified with their price hike, mm-hmm. are we going to see HBO Max now try to go into a higher tier of pricing with more content added as a justification that Netflix is charging this much? So, as a competitor, we could realistically do it too. Yeah, I mean, logically that makes sense. I believe that could happen. Well, this is what they have currently. Discovery Plus is $5 if you do... $4.99, I just say $5 a month if you do with ads. $7 if you do it without. HBO Max costs $10 with ad support. I think you don't get the movies, though, from the theater stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then $15 for the ad-free version for HBO Max. Mm-hmm. And that includes whatever theater movies that they put on the service and all that stuff. So I guess I could see like maybe if they tried to raise the price, you would see maybe they go for an ad feature of $13, $14, and then, I don't know, 16 to 18 for... I don't want to give them any ideas. Okay. I mean, I'm, I'm talking on my ass. Okay. I don't have any, like, yeah. business plan that I'm, like, justifying yeah. why it would be. But, like, that would be cheaper than Netflix, but it gives them a little bit of a, a, a raise in their price. Yeah. To just, they could justify with the, you know, merging stuff. True. They could absolutely justify a, a price hike, but I'm kind of hoping mm-hmm. that our deal is grandfathered in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's another thing that I'm curious about too, because like, 
when they change, will we just get the new one or will it be like, we will just have HBO Max? Because I think they're going to continue having the separate ones, but like, I assume it'll be a better deal oh, okay. together. At least yeah. in the beginning, I assume they'll slowly have you do them. I don't think they're going to just be like one or the other. That, yeah, that would be good. But also like, I don't, I don't really know what Discovery has that I care about. It's not. So I think it's really weird. It's not your target. You're not the target audience. (laughs) Yeah. Like the only thing I would care about would be Shark Week. And even that I've lost interest over the years because Mm -hmm. they just. Because it's not good. It's not good anymore. Yeah. (laughs) It's not like the shark bowls that they used to have back in the day. Yeah. It's all like home improvement shit or like Mm -hmm. cooking and like there's like National Geographic, which I used to like and enjoy, but Mm -hmm. I haven't watched in a very long time because it's all not as good as it used to be. So. Isn't National Geographic? It's not Geographic. National Geographic. Isn't that Discovery? Or isn't that on uh, Disney? It is. Plus? So it's not National Geographic. It's but like Animal that Planet. Animal thing. Planet is okay. what I was trying to say. Sorry. I know they were, yeah, those were like the two big yeah. kahunas. Those were like two and of the, the nature channels. viewing. They were two of the four channels I was allowed to watch yeah. when I was a kid. So <laughs> I blended them together. Yeah, I think there was a time when they had like programming to battle up against each other. Yeah. Or bug like banging and stuff. Bug banging? Yeah. Like yeah. they had like, yo... Come check us out if you want to see Beatles bang. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember that, but okay. <laughs> Must have been before your time. Must have been. I think the Beatles were blue, too. Yeah. But yeah, so it just, it feels like this is more of a Discovery is taking over leadership rather than more of a merger like it seemed like they were doing initially. Yeah. Uh, there was even, I think, discussions that they were supposedly the CEO... For WB Discovery, David Zaslov, is that how you say it? I think so. Uh, he, there's comments, I guess, he's made that he wants to overhaul the DC Universe. And he feels like they've kind of underutilized characters like Superman. Yeah. So, like, what does this mean for that specific character? Like, if they are now in charge and making the, the big decisions, are we going to see a return of the character? Mm-hmm. Will we see a return of Henry Cavill? That's a good question. Or would they just do like a complete reboot? It seems like they would need to do a complete reboot, in my opinion. because It's just so weird because of like what they've been doing recently. It sounds like they want to have that Kevin Feige figure for mm-hmm. DC. Yeah. You know, so like who would they have? I think the best they have right now, if you want to argue anybody associated with them currently, it would be James Gunn. Yeah. With what he's did with Peacemaker and I think he's got some other projects and like yeah. Suicide Squad. Like True. he's definitely brought them in a better direction. Mm-hmm. But you could also argue that's because it's very Marvel feeling. Yeah. Not to talk shit, like I enjoy both properties, but like But they're more like it does seem like that's fun. why they've succeeded yeah. more, is because they are more like Marvel movies. Yeah. But like at what point did somebody decide DC has to be the more serious comic book type stuff? Like, I feel like the comics... Well, the comics, uh, depending on the... They're typically more serious and brute. Like, dark Mm. feeling. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Well, I mean, depends, I think, on the runs, but like... Gotcha. Plus, like, they put Zack Snyder essentially in charge in the beginning, right? And that's why it was such a tone that it was. Yeah, that's true. And not not to say that those are bad tones, it's just... It's not as widely... They weren't working with what they were trying to do, yeah. Yeah. But last in our little topic of Discovery, Warner Brothers Media, uh, there was reports that there was an emergency meeting, which could be true if it is like 
the leadership taking over mm-hmm. that is, you know, now the new company, uh, that there was an emergency meeting about Ezra Miller and his like arrest issues that he, I guess he got arrested uh, recently in Hawaii at a bar for, yeah. uh, I don't know, assaulting somebody or something like that. Yeah. I don't know the exact details, but I guess something enough yeah, that he they got arrested. Yeah, assault, whatever the details were, yeah. I don't know if they actually had this meeting, but like... This isn't the first time, right? I, I feel like it wasn't as known, but like there was a time, I think he was in another country, that he attacked, Ireland he, he got in a fight with somebody yeah. at a bar as well. Like it was Ireland or Scotland, same situation. Okay. There's been like other stuff on social media that he supposedly has done. I don't know. It's very interesting because he's kind of in a sense been like partially a face for the next wave of DC, right? Yeah. We've got the Flash film. I think they said they were putting all f- uh, Ezra Miller properties on hold or something at mm. the time. But, like, I don't know if that includes Flash. I doubt it does with how long it's been in, right. you know, production. And, like, I don't think they're going to hold off on Flash. But, you know, like, he's made cameos in other properties that are tied together. So, like, it, the implication there, you know, we know his film's going to be all multiverse related. So, like... He's kind of a crucial part, it feels like, for the future of the DCEU. Yeah. So, like, can they, I guess is my question, can they get rid of him, realistically, if they wanted to? Yeah, I guess he was arrested for disorderly conduct and harassment the most recent time, but there's been several articles talking about this quote-unquote emergency meeting, whether it happened or not, but they basically they're saying that there were frequent meltdowns during production of the flash too so okay so kind of behind the scenes stuff that people don't necessarily know about public problems are a separate issue but they're not helping the situation Mm -hmm. so that's kind of what it seems like kind of uh i don't know the straw that broke the camel's back type situation okay i mean the way i see it though look how wb has handled the amber heard thing (laughs) yeah they kind of pretty much yeah they pretty much said they don't care yeah whether she did anything wrong or not, right? Mm-hmm. So I guess in that sense to me, then like why would they care then about anything that he's potentially done? Yeah. Iceland was the other place. Sorry. Iceland? Somewhere north. <laughs> so, I don't know. It was a land. Yeah, it was a land. Yeah, it seems like it'd be really difficult to kind of move away from his involvement in mm-hmm. anything. But to be fair, based on what I'm seeing so far for Fantastic Beasts, it seems like they might not be moving forward with that. So they wouldn't need him for that. Mm-hmm. And so... Well, if, I don't feel like he was as big of a role in that as... I mean, he was supposed to be one of the main characters, but we'll get into that later. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it, it might be something where they feel like it's better to cut their losses and replace him as the character. Like, just recast him. Yeah, I think there was like a petition that people are like trying to say that they want the actor from the CW show to take over for Brian him. Justin, yeah. No. <laughs> No. You don't like that? He's fine for the show he's in, mm-hmm. but no, he would not work as a... Yeah, I think it would be difficult. It, it wouldn't work because you would want to recast someone to play the same character. So you would mm-hmm. want to be like kind of closer to how yeah. he looks. Well, I guess the, the argument you could make is like, well, if they're doing a multiverse thing, they could change it to be whatever that's they true. want. That's true. They could transition That's the, that's the, the yeah. convenience of the multiverse concept is like you could change everything and it still makes sense in the context of 
Yeah, but Grant Gustin's a very like CW type. Yeah, look. That's what I'm saying. He's got like he's, he's already he's had his fo- fun. He's, he does his thing. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with what he does as the Flash on the show he's on. Yeah, but I could not see him taking over as a much bigger role as mm-hmm. a movie level Flash. I could see him doing Plus, it. Plus, that means I have to bring Iris in from that fucking series. No, and no, absolutely not. Please do not. Yeah, it's not a thing. I could see him doing it, but I don't think that they should because he's already had his run as Flash, mm-hmm. and I don't think rehashing something that's already happened is yeah useful at this point. All right. Well, I mean, we'll see a lot of changes probably coming up with uh, HBO Max and I guess Discovery. I guess we won't see those until they hit HBO Max for us. But yeah. Also, did you realize that HBO still exists? Like just HBO, like without um, Max to subs like as a as part of your cable package. I assume. Okay, I don't yeah. know. I guess that makes sense. I just had completely forgot about HBO <laughs> as it like by itself, and right. I, I assumed I guess in my head at some point they got rid of it, and it's just HBO Max is the standard they have, but it seems like it's not. It was just crazy to me. Yeah. Like, I why kinda... would you bother with not having the max. more stuff <laughs> that's yeah. good? Maybe it's different. Because I think the price is the same. Isn't that 15 for both? Probably. I wonder it was if when it's, it first... um, like, regional or, like, certain um, cable providers only contract with mm. to have HBO and not the max situation. Yeah. I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't really think about it. Yeah, is that their is that their like tagline? The cable companies. Yeah, why should. why get HBO Max when you can have a cable minimum? <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's a very good slogan. Well, talk to them about it. They're the ones that are uh, yeah using it. I see. All right, let's get in some of our reviews. We actually have a good amount of stuff this week. Yes, we do. A lot of bigger things. Yeah. So let's get into that. Yeah. So here's how our rating system works. If we hated something, we'll burn it. If it was just okay or we're neutral, we're going to slice it. If we absolutely love the shit out of it, we're going to dissect it. And if all of us dissect it, we're, we're DTF. DTF. Yikes. You're a little you're a little quick on that one. I was trying to watch you, but my glasses got in the way. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> Maybe you don't need glasses. Maybe they're the problem. Yeah. Okay. So first up, we watched The Dropout on Hulu. This came out March 3rd. Um, it was created by Elizabeth Merriweather, and it was eight episodes between 45 and, and minutes and an hour each. Um, this, for anybody who's not aware, documents the disgraced biotech company Theranos and its founder, Elizabeth Holmes. Mm-hmm. It focuses primarily on her, because you kind of learn a little bit more about her quote-unquote backstory. And maybe they try to they attempt to show you the reason that she is the way she is. <laughs> um, but it, I thought it was really interesting to see both kind of some background on the situation other than just about the company because i knew a lot about the company when it the whole thing blew up because it's what i do i work in a lab so it was all over the place whenever that exploded Mm -hmm. we were all everybody was talking about it (laughs) so were you guys associated at all with any of their fucking devices no not at all because they had they didn't have a device that was working all they were doing yeah (laughs) they had it's working just give just give us the samples though yeah just you send it to us uh no we didn't we had no association with them whatsoever um so like the 
big cast members, uh, main cast is Amanda Seyfried played Elizabeth Holmes and Naveen Andrews played Sonny Balwani. He was in Lost. Okay. I knew he was like a yeah. bigger actor. I just didn't yeah. know what he was from. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was like, I know that. he looks familiar and I had to look I watched the first episode of the show and the last episode of the show. So there's a lot of context in there. I didn't I think really I only get. saw the last episode. I was like, this is lame. <laughs> the only reason I watched it was because I was, I was in college when like they were... Yeah, it was like the end of the sh- the show. Yeah, and I, there was like nothing on TV that night, and I like like they, they aired the first episode before. Oh, okay. And so I watched the first one and the last one, and I was like, okay. Well, yeah, my roommates were watching I it. Don't need to see the middle, I guess. Yeah, because I already know how it ends. Yeah, my roommates were watching the finale one night, and so I like watched. They were like, "Oh, you're gonna watch it." I'm like, "Well, I haven't watched the show." They're like, "It's fine," and I was like, "This is definitely not fine. I have no yeah. idea what's going yeah, on." I was... <laughs> I was like, so was it touched by an angel? Yeah. Or... <laughs> um, so this is a dramatized version mm-hmm. of how things happened. But for the most part, it seems fairly accurate. Um, I mean, I wouldn't know if it's accurate. But like, I really enjoyed Amanda Seyfried's portrayal of Elizabeth Holmes. Mm-hmm. But I will say, it was hard for me to see her in that role because... I like her yeah. as an actress. Yeah. And I don't like Elizabeth Holmes. So yeah, it's Elizabeth like, Holmes. it bothered me. Yeah. To like kind of put her face to the name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was very upsetting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I feel like they tried too hard to the kind of, I don't know if it was their intent, but I feel like they, they tried to victimize her. Mm-hmm. Kind of, not necessarily like she didn't do anything wrong, but like, well, it's just because she didn't yeah. know better. Yeah. And like... Uh... And like, oh, well, this happened to her when she was a kid, and this is what happened that caused her to be that way. Like, it's interesting, but I'm like, nope, fuck mm-hmm. her. <laughs> Don't, no sympathy whatsoever. Yeah. And I think, I, I feel like they kind of focus too much on her past rather than the context of what was happening. Yeah. And what she was or wasn't aware of, if that was a thing. Yeah. Um... And, like, I think I would have rather hear more about that. And I feel like it kind of ended very abruptly. It did. And maybe that's because they just don't have more info yet. Because, like, there's a current trial going on now mm-hmm. with her. Yeah. Um, but, like, I felt like it was really slow in the first half. And then I feel like the last couple episodes, it really just kind of, like, quick ending. And yeah. it was just like, oh. Well, it like, kind of snowballed. It was a then. long buildup just to be like, oh, and now it's a big collapse. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. the The ending or the resolution or the downfall, if you will, was much quicker than I kind of expected it to be played out. Which it was. It was that quick in real life, but I kind of thought in a dramatized version they would slow it down and really explain mm-hmm. all the pieces and parts. But. Yeah. So I am curious though. Like, is this a sh- was this meant to be like a mini series? Is it like when they get more context of? the trial stuff that's going to happen next? Mm-hmm. Is it like they'll do a season two of that stuff? Uh, I assume that it's just kind of over now. Yeah. Because she was sentenced. Yeah. It's just so crazy that yeah. this even happened. Like, mm-hmm. I don't understand how you got that far, mm-hmm. that much success off essentially Total BSing. Bullshit. Yeah. That's so crazy to me. Yeah. It's really upsetting. <laughs> but I really like the series. Um, it made me kind of go back and read some of the news related stuff about it. Cause like there were some things that happened in the series that I didn't realize had happened in real life. And so I went to, I was like, does that real? Did that really happen? And I was like, oh fuck, it did really happen. 
So it was kind of mm-hmm. eye-opening on some of the more personal issues that, because I read a lot about like the science part and like how fucked up they did things as far as lab work goes and lab instruments go. Yeah. But I didn't know a lot about the, of the details as far as the, um, like the lawsuits and the depositions and all of that trash. And like, I didn't know much about that. So I, I found out some stuff that was pretty fucked up. Well, it felt like she was just like, I have this cool idea. And I'm gonna... If it works, that would be really a life-changing thing for everybody. Yeah. And then she's like, okay, so, so I'll just have everybody else make that now. Yeah. And, like, That's the reasoning of, like, it's not possible to do this, at least not yet, yeah. with the technology we have, was just not an option to her. Yeah, it's really kind of upsetting that she went the direction that she did because she started out with such a great thought of using microfluidics to get... To do the testing and the idea of using that mechanism is really cool and very interesting and could be groundbreaking, obviously, but she just failed at doing it. And so instead of acknowledging her failure and moving on to something else, she's like, well, I'm just going to fake it, which is like, what the fuck? You're dealing with people's lives. And it just doesn't make sense because it's like, well, so what are you going to do when like you have to for sure? show something and you don't have it still like it doesn't make any sense that you're just yeah like winging this yeah like there's there's some faked demos there's all kinds of very crazy crazy. Uh, very crazy that they got that far and didn't think they were doing anything wrong yeah um, she was more concerned about her not herself not failing than she was concerned about giving people inaccurate test results yeah or just harming them yeah because of the yeah. Which I think there was people. There, I think there was a complete lack of understanding on her end of what the the implications of that was. Uh-huh. Which I mean, I notice that on a daily basis. There's nurses that don't understand the implications of certain things on mm-hmm. when they're drawing blood and how they treat it before they send it to the lab. So someone who's not even anywhere near the medical field, it's totally reasonable that she wouldn't know. Mm-hmm. But she should have asked someone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I think overall, I I enjoyed it. Um, I think it could have had a little bit more to it. Mm -hmm. Especially near the end. But I feel like it was a strong series. And I think that... I think Amanda Seyfried did a great job. Oh, yeah. Like, you could just, like, the mannerisms that she had throughout Mm -hmm. the show. Like, you could tell she really put effort into this. Definitely. Um, Well, for me, it's a dissected. But I think it hit a little closer to home for me, so... Yeah. It's a large slice it for me. Okay. I, I have my gripes. But I think it overall was good. It's a real slow burn, though. Yeah. Until the end. But if you're any, if you're at all interested in the medical or science field, then it'll be probably a little more interesting. I mean, I think it's just interesting in general. Like, yeah. You know, like I don't have a huge science background, so like, it, I don't know a lot of what they're talking about. But right. like, I'll look, they have you to like give me those kind of <laughs> That's side that comments. But like, <laughs> it, you know, like I, I was interested in like mm-hmm. the concept of like what was going on. Yeah. Either way. I just mean I might have been more entertained during the slow parts because of my nerd nerding out. Gotcha. <laughs> You're like, when's the part that they just kind of go over the Excel sheet? <laughs> Stupid. All right, yeah, that's on Hulu. Yes. Uh, I would say check it out. Yeah. Give it a couple episodes. If you don't, if you're not into it, then you can Pretend. Google her name and you'll hear all of the summary of what the fuck she's yeah. done if you don't know it yet. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't want to sit through the whole show, just fucking Google it. Google yeah. Theranos and Elizabeth Holmes. She's yeah. a crazy hoe. She was a crazy hoe, apparently. <laughs> she probably still is. Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
now Pepsi's definitely not going to be paying <laughs> us for marketing. All right. Next up, we watched Moon Knight, as you mentioned earlier. This released um, or premiered on Disney Plus on March 30th, and it's coming out weekly. It was created by Jeremy Slater, and there are six episodes, 40 to 50 minutes each. Um, and the general summary is Mark Spector, a mercenary who has dissociative identity disorder, is drawn into a deadly mystery involving Egyptian gods with his multiple altars, such as Stephen Grant. Big cast members are Oscar Isaac, who plays Mark Spector slash Stephen Grant, and Ethan Hawke. As we mentioned, he's in everything. Mm-hmm. He plays Arthur Harrow, who's the villain. Duh. So. Yeah. Uh, it's a, they have, I think, three episodes out of the six so far. Mm-hmm. So they're halfway. Yeah. Not a series that I was that excited for out of the Disney Plus stuff. Mm-hmm. But I will say I, I am enjoying it to an extent. I think they're doing really good with the mystery of the show where mm-hmm. you don't really know what's going on. But, like, it's it's kind of... It's balanced well that you, it's enough to keep you interested, but not too much to like just. So you know everything. Oh yeah. To like overstimulate you with all of it. Like all. Yeah. Right at once. Yeah. I kind of like the, the arts, the creative ways that they're doing like the, the fighting. It's yeah. kind of like a pro and con because it's like they do this cool uh, blackout thing when he gets in the situation, he blacks yeah. out and then mm-hmm. like the other personality comes out and mm-hmm. fucks things up. Right. Yeah. So it's cool that they do this this creative way without having to actually do it. But then yeah. at the same time, like I feel like I'm missing out by not seeing that battle, that right. fight. You yeah. Know? You just it yeah. it like shows up and he's just like covered in blood and there's everybody passed out around him. Not like, again. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're getting bodies everywhere. Just in the last episode we started getting more actual we got to actually spectate on the actual battle. So I mm-hmm. think maybe we're getting to a point where they're gonna start showing both sides of it. Yeah. I am a little worried that they're going the route of like like a cliche kind of thing of like the villain in this is like misguided by a bigger entity and then that's gonna be like you know, he's like a minion for whatever this evil god is. On it. And then we're gonna f- See him betrayed. You know, like, I'm just, yeah. I'm worried that that's going to be a thing okay, that I happens. Thought, I just assumed that was what was going to happen. <laughs> well, just because that's kind of copy-paste of, like, Doctor Strange, right? Yeah, yeah. And, like, I don't want to see that. I want to be a little bit more unique. That's and so true. far, we've seen a really good relationship between the two characters mm-hmm. of Mark slash Stephen and Arthur, right? Like, yes. you know, th- there's obviously a, a reason that they have some kind of a, a tie to the relationship. But, mm-hmm. like, it's very interesting this that to, to see these two characters and like their perspectives of like what they're doing and why they're doing it and mm-hmm. uh overall oscar isaac i think is fucking amazing in this. yeah he's incredible i think as much as mark is a, a badass that personality mm-hmm. i think i'm really loving steven more and not because it's a really cool name <laughs> properly spelt my ad you with a v yeah <laughs> but like i just feel like he put a lot into that character and i feel like it's very well done. There's a moment, I think like it was like the first episode, where he's apparently a vegan, that, that personality, yeah. right? Yeah. And uh, he's supposed to go on a date and like time gets lost and he yeah. shows up two days later to this yeah. date. Mm-hmm. And um, he orders a steak because yeah. he's just so fucking out of it. And yeah. like it just that whole moment of like him being so distraught <laughs> and concerned and he like... Panic ordered. <laughs> it's just like I... 
you just you felt what he was going through in that yeah. moment. Like yeah. he just didn't like he just he lost hope and like everything. Like yeah. he's like I don't even care he's that like, I don't know vegan. what I believe in anymore. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty messed up. That's true. And he didn't know how to order it because he doesn't order meat. And yeah, so, like it was just really, <laughs> it was funny, but it was like sad. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. He just he's just so overly polite mm-hmm. that it's like I guess endearing. Yeah, he's clearly got. I don't know. I don't know anything really other than the name about dissociative identity disorder but it's really interesting to see these completely different personalities inhabit the same body Mm -hmm. and i know that can happen in real life i'm assuming that's the same thing as the guy had it split yeah i think he had like a a million of them but i mean i suspect there's probably more in this Uh, yeah i suspect there's more to come because i think in in comics there's other ones too but yeah so it's interesting. I feel like the the CGI has been a bit spotty. I think mm. the first episode, as cool as that last moment was, I think the CGI looked a little shitty. Um, with maybe that's just like because of the character and how they have to do it. It just you know like the mummy wrapping yeah. itself and like maybe it just you can't do that well. Yeah, it's probably I don't difficult. Know. But like I I do think that some episodes it it it's felt like some looked good, some looked bad. I did love the there's a car chase scene and I you know. Mm-hmm. We've seen a lot of that in the MCU, but like I feel like they did a really unique way with this specific one to make it feel fresh mm-hmm. and enjoyable. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think that I think it's cool for me because I used to like be really obsessed with Egyptian mythology and whatnot, mm-hmm. and, like when I was younger. So it's been kind of cool to like. Oh yeah, I remember that. Like it's been a long time since I've yeah. looked at any of that, but it was it's kind of fun to like see all these references and so I think it's kind of fun where they're they're kind of like tying in all the Yeah. E- there was like a moment I think I think it was like maybe the second episode where there's a little girl there and he's like telling her how they used to take the organs out up through the nose yeah. and she's acting like she didn't know this shit and I'm like, yeah. you like fucking everyone idiot. knows that. Everybody knows yeah. that. <laughs> Everybody. In fact, I think children know that at an, at an age that's probably much too early. I to think know that. they just learn it in the womb. I yeah, think it's just, yeah. You just come out knowing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what a stupid child. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's funny that the the Stephen personality has all of this knowledge about ancient Egypt, and he's like an expert in all of that, but he has no knowledge about the hand to hand combat or any or like or memory. Which is of the interesting because it's like, so is that specific personality actually learning these things, or is it like because they believe they know it? They, they I don't know. Is that like a weird concept that they could like just know it because they think they do, or did they have to actually? train and learn those I think they things probably had to still as learn those it. personalities i think they probably still had to learn it but i mean that would take a lot of time then because yeah. you're not there 24 7 that's true but yeah I'm, I'm enjoying the show it's not like on like a loki level or wandavision for me where i'm like i can't wait for the next episode but like i am enjoying it i think it's a large slice for me i want a little bit more out of it yeah we'll also have a large slice of it but i am very curious where they're going with it yeah i'm very excited to see what they expand on with his DID and where they're going to go with specifically what just happened in the last episode kind of mm-hmm. makes me like, huh, I don't know how they're going to come back from that. Yeah. Um, I am liking how they do like the whole mirror stuff. We kind of saw that kind of thing in uh, yeah. last night in Soho, I think it was. Yes. Like where they have like, he's talking to his other personality yeah. through mirrors and reflections and mm-hmm. stuff. But, like I thought it was really cool how they do those, those kind of moments. Yeah. It was very cool. All right. Yeah. That's it for that one? Yeah. All right. Until Wednesday. Yeah. Until we get Wednesday. another episode. Yeah.
Okay. Uh, we've also been watching Minx. This is a show on HBO Max that um, premiered on March 17th. It was created by Alan Rappaport, and it is 10 episodes that are 24 to 35 minutes each. Um, a general summary is, in 1970s Los Angeles, an earnest young feminist joins forces with a low-rent publisher to create the first erotic magazine for women. Um, <laughs> I feel like that summary is a little bit misleading, but we'll talk about it. Um, big The primary cast members, Ophelia Lovabond, I think is how you say her name, plays Joyce Prigger, who is the aforementioned young feminist. And you might recognize her from Guardians of the Galaxy. She played Karina, the um, the collector's assistant. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I, I recognize it in the yeah, face. Yeah, she's got like she pink skin or something, right? She different skin color. Yeah, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and also Jake Johnson plays Doug Renetti, the uh, low-rent publisher. I think it's interesting they call it low-rent publisher. He's, he's a porn publisher. <laughs> so... He's, he specializes in publishing various different porno magazines. Mm. And she has been trying and trying and trying her whole life to get this feminist manifesto published somewhere. And nobody's interested because it's the 70s. It's mm. not ready. They're not ready yet. And so she comes to a compromise with Doug Renetti where she's able to publish her feminist articles alongside pictures of naked men so and kind of so it's like a playboy but yeah play girl yeah it's for her to get her articles out but also sell it for like you it's like a horse you you're selling the magazine because of the naked pictures and Mm. then people start reading it and they're like oh there's actually intellectual whatever going on in here so i think that's kind of the struggle that goes back and forth throughout the show I actually really liked this show. Um, yeah. I don't know why. I don't think about the description. I feel like, yeah, yeah. I want to watch that. Yeah, the description doesn't sound um, like... But I think that the characters are really charming. Like, not just the two mains, but I think they have, like, these sub-characters. There's a photographer. There's, like, a, yeah. another, like, porn star chick. And then I think uh, Joyce's, like, sister, you know, is, yes. like, her older yeah. sister is in it. And, like, she's kind of a small role, but, like... You could kind of tell that they're they're growing that character, mm-hmm. and like I really love the interactions that they all have, the relationships that they're growing. Yeah, it's kind of it's not just about those two characters; they're just like the bigger names on the playbill. And so mm-hmm. you've got Joyce learning how to interact with all these people because she's from kind of this like snooty high end world in New York, where she was like with all the academics mm-hmm. looking down on people who would even watch or not watch, but look at porn, mm-hmm. buy porn, and then she goes into literally the belly of the beast in the valley uh san fernando valley or whatever in the late late 60s early 70s um working for a porn publisher so she kind of like learns to she act or what is it called she assimilates to a different type of part of the society that Mm. she's used to being in and she grows relationships with people that she would not have otherwise interacted with and it's it's interesting to see her grow as a character instead of just being this uptight little academic and she kind of becomes a better she reminds me a lot of the character from um glow the main character Mm -hmm. and i don't know if it's because of the actress she looks very similar to me to what's her name Alison Brie. yes Alison Brie. thank you Mm -hmm. like i feel like she's got that kind of magnetic personality yeah. as her mm-hmm. but she's also like her own thing yeah yeah i'm i'm really enjoying this surprisingly a lot of tits 
on a, a show about a lot of dicks nude men too. magazine. A lot of dicks too, to be fair. Yeah, okay. There is a lot of dicks. <laughs> they are not uh, discriminatory about private parts. I think it was like the first episode. They had like a whole collage a whole, of... Like, of parade of dicks. Yeah. It was crazy. <laughs> Bunch of auditions. They're showing their dicks. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. It, it's definitely not a show for people that are like embarrassed to see yeah. nude not, people. But like yeah. it, it's such a fun, charming show. Mm-hmm. The relationships, the dynamics, it's all great. Yeah. And there's one scene that really, uh, that I enjoyed a lot, which is where Joyce finds out they're working with maybe gangsters or whatever, mm-hmm. the mob, I guess, right? The mob is somehow involved in the organization with the publisher. Um, and they she goes there with them because of some article she wants to publish they don't want to let her. Mm. And she's goes in immediately thinking all these women are downtrodden and subservient because they're like cooking, taking care of kids, doing all the things, cleaning while the men are in the other room smoking and drinking and just chit-chatting. And she's like, all these women are oppressed. And then she realizes after being there, they have their own way of, I guess you might say, manipulating things in their situation, in their favor. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be just, let me just be the person in charge. It's let me make you think it's your idea. Yeah. And so I thought that was really a good growth point for her. Yeah, it's a really good show. Yeah. They they released it weird too. I think it was like two episodes every time. Yeah. Every week it was two episodes. Yeah. I feel like so it was nice because it, it was like, okay, so it was an hour episode. <laughs> yeah. But they, they really. It gives us some options though. If it's like, yeah. oh, it's too late. Oh, let's watch the other one tomorrow, you know? Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I, yeah. I'd say dissect it for me. Yeah. I definitely. had a blast with it. I hope that there's a season two, especially with how they ended it. Yeah. Same. It's also dissected for me. So I guess we're DTF. Mm-hmm. Not for uh, nude, nude, not for nude men magazines though. <laughs> but speaking of men, yeah, there is one singular man that we also need to talk about this the episode. Man. The King's Man. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's the next issue of Minx. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Could be. Yeah, could be. So this released in theaters December of last year, uh, but it is currently on HBO Max and I believe also on Hulu. Oh, yeah, it might be. Uh, the King's Man, which is a prequel to the franchise The King's Men, mm-hmm. which kind of sets up the birth of the organization that we know of in those movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's directed by Matthew Vaughn, screenplay by Matthew Vaughn and Carl Gajdusik. Yeah. Gajdusik? Sure. I definitely did that wrong, it but sounds right. I don't know it. So. Yeah. And it's based on The Secret Service by Mark Miller. As a collection of history's worst tyrants and criminals and masterminds gathered to plot a war to wipe out millions, one man must race against time to stop them. Discover the origins of the very first independent intelligence agency, The King's Man. So, pretty big cast. Yeah, it's a really legit cast. You got Ralph Fiennes, Gemma Arteron, Jimun Honsu, Daniel Bruhl, who we know as Zemo. Yep. Um, <laughs> Aaron Taylor Johnson, which was interesting. I feel like he's kind of like all over the place. So he's so fast. He's, he's really yeah, fast Yeah, he runner. can race from movie to movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think I enjoyed this one. I don't think it was as good as the other movies, but maybe it's just because of its set piece and it was... You know, it was such a drawn out film because it was delayed for so long. Yeah. With the pandemic stuff. I think it was supposed to be out like two years ago. Yeah, when they finally released it, I was like, this isn't already out? <laughs> yeah. It, I think there was trailers when we started our podcast. Yeah, there in were. In 2019. Yeah. So. 
Um, I think it was fun. The thing that was like that didn't work for me, and that this is a me problem, is I was trying to find the connection mm-hmm. of this to the other movies. Like, oh, who's this character? How are they related to those characters? And like, they don't really have that in this. It's just basically, this is the organization. Mm-hmm. These are the character roles of the organization and like later on the characters we know have those same code names but they aren't necessarily like related or or have relationships yeah that tie them if we had known that going into this it might have been easier to focus Mm -hmm. and not be looking for that because i was also looking for connections (laughs) and i was like i don't understand what's going on how is this related yeah but i think it had some really fun moments you know the the action was great they had some you know the the period piece felt like it was where it was. Mm-hmm. Rasputin was creepy as fuck. Yeah, he was. Yeah, that is a fact. Yeah, but yeah, like I agree, the action sequences were really incredible for this, and the plot was it was basic. Yeah, it was pretty simple. The thing I think that I think that didn't do well for this is I think they showed too much in the trailers. Yeah, and that could be because they were showing trailers for too fucking for two long. Years. Yeah. But I, I do feel like I didn't get much out of this that I didn't really kind of grasp from the trailers. Um, but I did enjoy it. I think that it's a sound addition to the franchise. Mm-hmm. But I do kind of hope we get more of the modern stuff. Yeah, I also felt... So, two things. I felt like I was surprised by who the villain was. Okay. Revealed to me. Maybe I'm an idiot. But eh, I, I felt like it was kind of predictable, but it. I, I felt like that we, they were maybe going a different direction, but mm-hmm. that's all I'm going to say about that for yeah. non spoilers. Um, and I also kind of got the feeling that by having Aaron Taylor Johnson join the crew, I felt like maybe they were setting that up to do another in the sequence. Because he's younger and he could... That's a good point. Which they probably, would be okay. They probably okay would. With. I mean, I'm sure it also depends how this film did. Right, yeah. I don't know how it did, but like, yeah. I imagine most people watch it on streaming services. Yeah, I would imagine that. can do HBO and Hulu, right? Yeah. So that's what we did. Yeah. Because it, it was going to be in theaters, but like, I also could watch it at home at the same time. So why would I go to the theater? Yeah, by the time we were able or ready to go back to theaters, this was already on streaming. So it was like, yeah. why bother? So I enjoyed it. I think it's a, I think it's a large slice for me. I agree. I I enjoyed it for the most part. It didn't like blow me away, but mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. It was fun. And I would. I think it had some pacing issues, but overall I think it was good. Yeah. Agreed. A lot of large slices going around today. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, and we finally got to see Morbius after how many delays? <laughs> Yeah, another movie yeah. that was in the same issue as yeah. The King's Man, right? It, yes. it was supposed to come out a long time ago. Kept getting delayed. Mm-hmm. Finally came out April 1st, which <laughs> I didn't believe was, was actually the release joke. day <laughs> until it actually came out. I thought it was going to be a joke, too. Um, it was directed by Daniel Espinoza, written by Matt Sazama and Burke Sharpless. And the quick summary is the biochemist Michael Morbius tries to cure himself of a rare blood disease, but he inadvertently infects himself with a form of vampirism instead. Um, Big cast, obviously, Jared Leto plays Dr. Michael Michael Morbius. Matt Smith plays Milo. um, And Tyrese. (laughs) I put Tyrese on here because I haven't seen him in anything in a little while. He plays 
uh, Simon Stroud, one of the detectives investigating, or agents, if you will. So, yeah, we had to wait a really long time for this movie, and I was pretty excited for it. I was very cautiously optimistic about it because it was there was kind of, like, mixed feelings. Mm-hmm. Overall, I enjoyed it. I think there were some things I was a little disappointed by. Like uh, what? Um, so, you know, I think in our last thing, the last time we talked about a trailer related to Morbius, I said something about his, like, purple power thing uh-huh. that was following him. And it was just, like, bleeding off of his coat because his coat was purple on the inside. Yeah. It wasn't really a power. It, it did feel like it was whatever he wore like Whatever was he was color. wearing is Because he had was. a jumpsuit at one yes. point from prison and yeah. it was orange yeah. when he did that so too. Yeah, so I was kind of disappointed yeah. to see, see that. So they like, did have moments like that where the, the science didn't really... Not, I mean, yeah, it's a stupid... The magic science. Sci-fi yeah. fucking <laughs> superhero film. But, yeah. like, it did feel like... They didn't really show. You just had to kind of take their word that, like, oh yeah, it, that's how it works. The science makes sense. Yeah, you, it just you don't question it. Yeah. Um, even like the we talked about, I think with the trailer, we we kind of joked about the the sonar stuff wasn't yeah. really even how it worked correctly. Yeah. But I enjoyed it overall. Yeah. Um, it, this movie is not getting good reviews. It seems yeah. like I feel like there's this, this thing where people like to jump on the train of hating a movie. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's Jared Leto specifically, but I feel like people just want to hate this movie because I don't think it was as bad as it's being led on to be. I totally agree. Um, it wasn't the best movie I've ever seen. It it was <laughs> the plot was very basic. It was a strict origin story for the character. Mm-hmm. I think where the the thing is, this character, as far as I'm aware, is completely tied to spider-man as far as his origin yeah but i only know that through like the animated show as far as the comics go i don't know if he has a different origin or not but like i have to assume it's the same yeah and so i think maybe sony was betting on this film being tied to spider-man just through those other movies Mm -hmm. you know assuming that you know even the trailer they show a picture of uh, the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man on a poster in the background, right? Yeah, it says yeah. murderer, right? Yeah. So I think maybe they were just relying too heavily that just because it's tied to Spider-Man through that, you're going to just accept it for what it is. I don't know. But yeah. I think overall I enjoyed the film setting up the character. I think that it would have done better if it was tied to Spider-Man. I think they had a lot of restrictions because of that. But the the basic concept of this character is there. Yeah. The one thing I thought was kind of interesting was they kind of pretty much made this character not a villain right off the bat, right? It's not like a thing where it's like, he's an anti-hero, right? It's right. it's like, in the comics, he's more like, he has done some bad shit, right? But in this, it feels like they're making him like, no, he's a good guy. Like, it just feels like this character, they, they, they're really like, they emphasized him being like a pure soul and like he's doing these things for good and all that stuff and like even after he transforms he's so concerned with not harming people Mm -hmm. in the plot that i feel like it kind of takes away i think from what the character should be yeah so because like the whole point of the fucking what's the the comics character morbius the living vampire he is a villain of Spider-Man. So, like, how are you going to make a villain out of this? Guy? I mean, he's also a good guy at some point, too. Like, yeah, that's true. He's got relationships with other characters. There's a whole thing where he's got Felicia Hardy, like, a love relationship with her and mm-hmm. stuff. The Black Cat. 
Um, he's got ties to to Blade. Yeah. I don't know. In the end, it's just a vampire film, right? With, yeah. With the, the it's a uh, it's a vampire film with the coding of a superhero theme. Yes. It's really all it is. Yeah. I think the special effects were really good, though. Mm-hmm. As far as like how they made him transform and stuff, yeah. I liked how it was kind of like it just came out. Yeah. Um, through emotion and stuff, and I don't think they did very well with like the tie-in stuff. Like in the trailer, they had like a moment where he's like, oh, "I am Venom" or whatever. Yeah. And then, like, they changed that in the film, they but, like, do. I feel like it was shittier in the film than it was in the trailer. And it was. it didn't land for me in the trailer, so. Yeah. In the trailer, I thought it was funny, but then whenever, the, what they changed in the film made me think, oh, yeah, it wouldn't have made sense mm-hmm. if he said that anyway, you know? So, I felt like it was, yeah. it, it made logical sense, but it, it, it you missed that joke then. The trailer part felt like it was because they want people to know that this is tied to Venom. So yeah. that way you yeah. will care about this. Yeah, that's you true. Know? It was more of a marketing tactic, I think, in the trailer. Yeah. And so they probably changed it in the movie because they didn't really need to care about it at that point. And it makes it feel like it's different. Right. But yeah, I think Matt Smith did a great job. Oh yeah, he, he was clearly, really good. He clearly enjoyed playing this character it felt like yeah um he was not fucking around yeah i mean the character's forgettable i'd say yeah as far as like the plot but like but he did a great job portraying that character yeah while he was there Mm -hmm. so so uh i think this is just an introduction to the character kind of time into other characters at some point yeah but um you're not getting a whole lot out of this i would say at the very least check it out when it hits a streaming service if you aren't like wanting to go to the theater and see this one yeah but overall i liked it i would give it a slice it like i I don't think it was as terrible as people say it is but it definitely has some problems like there's these two detectives tyrese i think is one of them Mm -hmm. and like there's really no point to those characters because they don't really go anywhere with them yeah it feels like they're just kind of filler Mm mm-hmm but there's no real like payoff with those characters, and like that part I thought was a little puzzling. So maybe they're intended to be like for the future, something's I, gonna probably. happen with those characters. But yeah. Anyways, it. Yeah, it's also gonna be a slice it for me. Yeah. I I enjoyed it, but it was a little bit lacking. Yeah, and I think it could have been slimmed down a bit. I think they kind of could trim some stuff out too. Yeah. But, all right. Well, that's our hot take. Yep. It was. Right down the center. Yep. You have to slice it. Yeah. Not terrible, not great. Okay, last on the dance card today, we saw Fantastic Beasts, The Secrets of Dumbledore. This released in theaters on April 15th, and it was directed by David Yates with a screenplay by Steve Cloves with J.K. Rowling. The summary is... (laughs) um, Albus Dumbledore assigns Newt and his allies with a mission related to the rising power of Grindelwald. I'm not going to go through the, all the cast because the same people that's in the other movies, basically, with one exception that I will talk about. Mads Mikkelsen mm-hmm. has replaced Johnny Depp as Grindelwald. Yep. That was something that I completely forgot about until the movie started. And I was like, oh, I forgot. <laughs> it was kind of weird for me. Yeah. You know, I was thinking about it. Um, what is that movie that... Imaginarium of... The Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, remember, Heath Ledger was that character. Yes. He passed before mm-hmm. they finished the film. Yeah. And they brought in other character, other actors to basically do, like, this weird... Yes. Like, metamorphosis thing of, yes. of his character. It was such a good movie. So, yeah, it is. Yeah. I thought it was interesting, because Jude Law, mm-hmm. Johnny Depp... Yep. And Colin Farrell are all people who 
portrayed that character yes. in that movie. Mm-hmm. Two of those portray the same character in this franchise. Yeah. And the other one is like the other end of yeah, that relationship. Yeah, I feel like it would have been better if I they thought it was really, Farrell back. Really interesting how they did that. Yeah. Yeah, that would have been an easy fix. Yeah. For Obviously, whole, he, that was his like cover. His hide, yeah. But still, like I think that would have been he better. He could have a throwaway line. I like this face better. Don't get me wrong. Mads Mikkelsen is fucking terrifying. But like he's mm-hmm. not... I didn't... I didn't love him in this role. I don't think... See, and I, I knew he was replacing him, and I knew he was going to be in this. I mean, you guys said, like, oh, I forgot he was going to be in this. Episode. Yeah. I remember us talking but about like, it. <laughs> I feel like, for me, it was distracting. I don't feel like... He he didn't feel like the same character to me. Yeah. And, like, that isn't necessarily a good thing. I don't think he did a bad job. I think he, his acting was fine. Yeah. He, you know, like you said, he was menacing. He was uncomfortable. You know, he made me uncomfortable with yeah. scenes. Like, he did really well with his role. But mm-hmm. he didn't feel like the same character. Mm-hmm. And he didn't even look the same. No. They didn't give him the same haircut. They mm-hmm. didn't... He, I, I think his eye was the different color. Yeah. But I didn't even notice it until halfway through. And yeah. the only reason I noticed is because I was like, oh, isn't he supposed to have a different color eye? And so I was thinking about it, and then that's when I noticed it. Yeah, I forgot all about that, too. Uh, this is one of those movies that I was like, I should have watched these the other two to remind myself. <laughs> yeah, I do think I needed to have seen the second one, at least, to kind of fill me in. Like, I, I, I overall remembered stuff, but I think it would have been better to watch the second one again before this. I think my biggest problem with this franchise, specifically this film, is... It's called Fantastic Beast, but it feels like it's not really a Fantastic Beast film. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying that not being a huge Harry Potter fan. I didn't read the books. I don't know necessarily what the Fantastic Beast is supposed to be. I'll, I know it's like a book in the universe yeah. that they use for school. Yeah. Well, Fantastic Beast. But like, I guess to me, I expected this franchise to be more of a about Newt. In his adventures with these animals, discovering these animals, and it felt like that was kind of what it was in the first up, like the first movie. But I feel like, especially in this newest one, mm-hmm. it feels like they went like more of a like a, a political mm-hmm. world issues type yes. story. It does, and they that. focused more on Dumbledore than the literal character Newt who yeah. is of Fantastic Beasts. Yeah. And even the sub characters that like he has in his you yeah. know. And maybe that's just what the the story's supposed to be. But like I guess to me then like don't have this Fantastic Beast title. Like make it a different thing. Yeah. Like you could have had both, I feel like I feel like with the first movie they really had potential to take it there and then they kind of started on this weird like side quest that never ended. So I'm just curious if like this is stuff that's changed throughout the years because of behind the scenes stuff or if this was the goal from the start with the story. It's a good question. But like by the end of this movie I felt like I didn't see a conclusion. Like it felt like nothing's yeah. really changed since I started this movie. Yeah. They're just now in a different location or whatever. Two things changed, but nothing that was significant. I guess what I thought the end goal of the story was mm-hmm. didn't happen to me yeah and yeah. so to me that was confusing because that tells me that they plan on doing more movies but at the same time it feels like i don't know if they are going to continue this with all the multiple layers of controversy yeah. you know hot topics around harry potter in general now so yeah. uh, i don't know yeah i think it would have been really cool 
like you said, to have a trilogy of Newt's adventures, literally finding Fantastic Beasts and dealing with them and all of that. And they had that in this. And I will say they did have a lot more animals in this than I thought mm-hmm. they had in the other ones. Yeah. But they weren't really significant. They were more just kind of... They were side care, like They were just... Plot devices. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. That's what they were. Plot devices. That's yeah. a good way of putting it. Yeah. They weren't main characters. They were there mm-hmm. to forward the plot of the people. What is the little tree guy's name? Fuck. I don't remember. Uh, I love that character. Yeah. I think he's so funny. Yeah. He's so good. I say that as though it's like a real thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's not just some little CGI thing. I think Dan Fogler did a great job. I thought he was hilarious in this Mm-hmm. I think he was funnier in this than he was in the other movies. Oh, yeah, definitely. But I also feel like they kind of brought him back just to bring him back, and there was no real significant role for him. Yeah. But I guess he was just the comedic relief. Pretty much, yeah. So I'm torn with this one because, like, I at the end of this movie, like, I feel like I overall enjoyed it, but it didn't really scratch the itch I thought it was supposed to do for what this, to me, was going to be. But it was interesting for what it was, I guess. It just felt like it was a much slower paced, more political feeling story than what Fantastic Beasts yeah. was in my head. Yeah, I agree. Pickett was his name. Pickett. He's a bow truckle. Makes sense because he picked things. Yeah. <laughs> and I always enjoy the um, the fucking platypus. What is it called again? The, that creature is hilarious too. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think overall for me, this, this was a slice it. I, I had a... Niffler. A fun time, but I feel like it could have been more. And nothing to do with whatever people are upset about with, like, whatever. Yeah, literally just as a movie. Just as a movie, I feel like it was fine not having these strong connections to these characters. I feel like I would have liked to have seen Newt and that kind of stuff a little bit more. Yeah. Like, the Dumbledore stuff. Like, I didn't really feel like the relationship that they were telling us on screen over and over and over in this movie that they had was so strong. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel like they showed that relationship throughout these movies. Yeah. They just kind of told you to take our word for it. Yeah. That's definitely seems accurate. I think that this series had a lot of potential or trilogy or whatever, but I think definitely this was the weakest of the three and i'm sure the the pandemic and giant depth stuff i'm sure that all took a toll yeah on production yeah but i didn't hate it it just wasn't as i thought it would be yeah so it's a slice it for me yeah. i think if you're a fan of the the franchise and you should definitely see it but yeah it's a large know. slice it for me i really enjoyed like seeing the different creatures and environment like kind of like the universe itself Mm -hmm. but for the plot and the and some of that stuff it was just like yeah it's okay i have noticed too uh like with on social media and stuff i noticed people who like harry potter like really like harry potter and like the the original Mm -hmm. books and the movies and all that stuff tend to say that they liked this movie Mm -hmm. from what i've seen Mm -hmm. um but then there's me who was more interested in the Fantastic Beast stuff than the Harry Potter stuff. Yeah. Because I feel like, I guess for me, it felt more adult. Yeah. And so, like, maybe there was a connection there of being a hardcore fan. Maybe you can enjoy this more than just somebody who's just there to see some cool creatures A passerby, yeah. Yeah. Or an interloper. <laughs> a basic muggle. 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 Yeah. 
All right, well, that's it for our movies and TV reviews. Yep. You're probably wondering, why the hell do we not have Halo in there? Yeah. <laughs> I will tell you why. Please do. We're going to have it on next episode. Yeah. You going to tell them why? Or are you tell I'll let them figure it out next episode. Okay, okay. And if they don't, <laughs> then they, they don't deserve they to know. They deserve it. <laughs> well, thanks everyone for listening. Uh, if you're enjoying the show, check out our Facebook page, Dissecting This Fiction Podcast, or follow us on Twitter at DTFPod. Um, and I believe we now have an Instagram that you can check us out on as well. Yes. It's just dissecting this fiction. Yeah. So we'll be making sure to cross-link all of our pages so yeah. you can find them, everything from one place. I, I wanted DTF Pod. With some asshat. But some asshat decided that they had that and they have... It's probably like three posts, old. yeah, and they are not active at all on it. Yeah. So it's just sitting there with no user picture or anything. That's so, so lame. So I'm this really is a PSA. If you're holding an Instagram handle of like something that you abandoned years ago, fucking delete it. Don't be rude. <laughs> well, I mean, can you can you end an account or do you just delete the app and it still exists? You can end the account. Okay. And you can also change your username. Oh, yeah. So fuck that guy. Yeah. There's no reason that they need to keep holding that. It's so rude. Anyway. Um, so, also, if you've listened thus far, we appreciate you. Please head over to Apple Podcasts or your podcast service and leave us a review. We would very much appreciate it. We'd like to know how we're doing. You can also send us a direct feedback to our email, dtfpod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. All right, welcome back to our gaming section of the podcast. If you missed our movies and TV, stop right now. Rewind. Yeah. Go check it out. We had some good conversations, some news, reviews, a lot of big properties that uh, we watched and talked about. So Yes. Go back to that. But then come back to this too. Yeah. Or just watch, <laughs> or just listen to this and then go to that. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Tarantino it. Do it, do it how yeah, you want. you do you. You can jump between the two, whatever. But we are in games now, so let's talk about some of these recent releases, mm -hmm. whether they are already out or coming out. Looks like they're already out. Most of them are, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Xbox don't seem to have anything. Yeah, I couldn't find anything. Been pretty was... quiet with their uh, releases for yeah. exclusives, right? Recently. Yeah. But PlayStation has dropped actually a couple games, and they are VR related. Don't see that often. Yeah. Moss Book 2 came out on March 31st for PSVR. Did you know there was a second one in the works? I knew there was a second one in the works. I yeah. think we have the first one via PlayStation Plus, whatever they gave it away, I think, one time. Yes, I started it. And I don't think I've played it, but I remember you played it in E3. Yeah, I played it at E3. Or, some, or two was times it PlayStation? I played at PlayStation Experience and at E3. Oh, okay. Because okay. I played it twice, and then I started it once we got it. But then I never went back to it. So okay. Not that's not an indication of my interest. Well, I just it, forgot you, about when it. When you finish it, yeah. Maybe book two will be on sale at that point. Maybe, yeah. Also on PlayStation VR, came out on April seventh. Lucky's Tale, which is a game that's like a platformer, a child platformer type game. Yeah. Uh, it's actually on Xbox. I think it's on Game Pass even. But I guess they made it a VR. Is it like a little fox? Yes. Okay. Yes. They came out at one point and then they, they re-released it with like a like more to it or something. Okay. Or harder difficulty or something like that. 
Anyways, I've played it a little bit for like some of the Game Pass challenges and stuff. It's mm-hmm. it's fine. Yeah. And I don't think I finished it, but like I think I got to like the third world or so. Okay. Uh, Switch has a lot of stuff though. Kirby and the Forgotten Land came out on March 25th. I'm hearing really good things about that game. Yeah. I'm hearing it's the best of the franchise. I didn't know Kirby was still a thing. Yeah, he's always around. Yeah. Swallowing up things. Okay. <laughs> gulp, gulp, gulp. Yeah, he'd be really good in, in the Minx magazine, I think. Yeah, I guess. It's a different crossover. Um, I hear it's really easy, though, because it, it is kind of tailored to children, I think. Okay. But the only complaints I've heard is that it's too easy. I might like it then. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Uh, House of the Dead remake came out on April 7th. I'm very interested in that. I'm probably going to jump on that after this and see how much it costs and maybe buy it. Yeah. What I am excited about. <laughs> Cat Cafe Manager also came out on the 7th. Uh, it's so it's apparently on PC as well. No, I have not got You haven't yet. already bought it? Wow. But I will be looking at it yeah. along with House of the Dead. Yeah. <laughs> and if I have to make a decision between the two... I think we all know the winner. Yeah. <laughs> Both of them. Oh, okay. <laughs> and of course, if you have the Nintendo 64 addition to the Nintendo Online service, uh, they are adding Mario Golf, the Nintendo 64 version, hmm. to that whole service. Okay. So, there That's you go. That's nice for people who care about golf gaming. <laughs> I mean, Mario Golf games are fun. I, I played it back in the day before I ever touch a golf club so mm-hmm. they're just fun games in general you don't okay. have to be a golfer yeah i think i played wii golf a few times okay was that like a not mario then no it wasn't mario okay well good to know but it's nintendo so that's why i thought of it yeah because you're wondering okay <laughs> like, i was thinking i had like so mario golf or i'm sure it's similar but it was yeah much more all right multi-platform Death Stranding Director's Cut is coming to PC, or I guess it already did, March 30th. Okay. There you go. PlayStation exclusives coming to PC. I guess yep. nothing's exclusive anymore, nope. huh? Nope. It's all gonna be everywhere at some point. Mm-hmm. Lego Star Wars Skywalker Saga. This is the one that was delayed for like millions of years. Or should I say light years? Yeah. In a galaxy far, far away. That's where they developed it. Yeah. A galaxy That's why far, it took far so away. Long. Yeah. Yeah. They had to... It was mainly travel time. Deliver it. Yeah. Yeah. April 5th, that came out. MLB 22, the show, came out on April 5th. That actually, I believe, is on Game Pass for anybody who has that service. Okay. And Chrono Cross, the Radical Dreamers edition, which is like a, I think it's a remaster. I don't think it's a full remake, but it's a remaster, I believe, of Chrono Cross, which is a sequel to Chrono Trigger that came out on, I think, PlayStation 1. I feel like um, the guys that... We went to lunch with this weekend. We're talking about this game. I should ask them. Probably. They were talking about this and Final Fantasy. Was that track that they would yeah, go together? Yeah, that would make sense. Okay, okay. Kind of lumped in there with the same uh, crew of people that would yeah. like both. Yeah, yeah okay. Um, yeah, so that came out on the 7th, April 7th. Mm. So I think it's like $20. And I was like, ah. I want it, but I feel like maybe I'll see if it goes cheaper. Because mm-hmm. I remember really enjoying this game, but it's been so long that I don't know if I really enjoyed it. Yeah. You might just be nostalgia. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. 
Well, that's it for our releases for this gaming episode. Uh, some of our quick news. Cyberpunk 2077 Next Gen is releasing in 2023 now. It's Jeez. been delayed. Or is it? Do we think they'll just push it to 2077? 2077. Yeah. Just go literal with the <laughs> yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. People will forget they hated this game. <laughs> no, I think it got a really bad rap. We actually are playing it currently right mm-hmm. now. Um, so we'll have a review probably next week. Tomb Raider. We're getting more of the series. The new one, right? Nice. Crystal Dynamic has announced that they are doing a new Tomb Raider game. And it's going to be based on the Unreal Engine 5. Which is even better. I'm okay with that. Because the game is all already look gorgeous. Yeah. So yeah, put it on a new engine, make it even better. Yeah. Which tells me, is it going to be next gen then? Oh, I would imagine. I don't know how far into the development they are or if it's pretty early. But um, I think speculations are this is going to be a remake of the first game from mm. PlayStation 1. Okay. Which if that's true, we're getting a T-Rex battle. Yeah. So you're pretty excited about that? If that's a true thing, then yeah, yeah I, of course I am. I mean, it would fall in line, because like the, the trilogy they've had so far has basically been a prequel, it feels like, to the character. Becoming. So. Yeah. It would work. Yeah, definitely. All right, some Halo action. Uh, season 2 of The Pass is coming out May 3rd, uh, and it's going to be labeled Lone Wolves. 343 showed off two maps. I'm hoping there's more. Fingers crossed, because that's not a lot of maps to be mm-hmm. added to what they already have. Uh, but one called Catalyst, which is a tunnel-like forerunner structure. It actually looked very similar to an older map, uh, I can't remember the name of, but from Halo 2. So I'm curious if it's a remake or if it's a whole new map altogether. Uh, and also a big team battle map called Breaker, which is set in a banished scrapyard. Okay. It has this like, big laser that like turns on and off and shit, and you launch over with vehicles and stuff. Anyways, it'll be exciting to have some new maps, Yeah, at the very least. Uh, they also are having some new modes, King of the Hill versions, Land Grab, and Last Spartan Standing, okay. among some other stuff. Got some news for the Kingdom Hearts fans. They have announced Kingdom Hearts 4. So I have to imagine this is going to be like in 15 years. Mm-hmm. Given the gap between two and three, yeah, there's only that many. <laughs> well, they I have, thought there were a million. They have them. a bunch of like side games that oh. are like within the Universe. the story of it okay. that do tie in. I think are crucial to the story, but like it's it's very like yeah, it's okay. Got it. It's like a lot of memes out there of like. Charlie Day from It's Always Sunny doing oh, the, <laughs> tying the, the conspiracy together. Yeah. Uh, connection thing okay. and like explaining Kingdom Hearts. It's a, Got it. Yeah. Okay. Good, some good stuff. I like get that. it now. <laughs> um, there's no release window for this game yet, but they did show a little bit of the teaser and it showed Sora in this new world called Quadratom, I think. Okay. Quadratom. Yeah, sure. It's like a world that doesn't have indigestion, I think. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then they... Had to basically fighting one of the I don't know I, I I've only played up to the second game mm-hmm. back on the PS2. Mm-hmm. I am not caught up with this franchise, yeah. so I played zero. Of yeah, them, so oh, you played zero, huh? Yeah, that's a good one. I so I'm way further behind than you are. <laughs> but basically, he's fighting some kind of villain that looks like it's like some black demon thing. Okay, attacking the city. Okay, um, and then they show Donald Goofy. Finding some mystery character in some cave, and we don't know who the character is. But I'm assuming it's going to be an oh shit thing for big fans of the series. Yeah. So, 
I guess be excited for the next 15 years whenever it comes out. Yeah. Uh, Rockstar and Remedy are teaming up to do a remake for Max Payne 1 and 2. So they will be made on the same engine as Remedy's Control. Oh, good. Which looks gorgeous. Yeah, so it does. That'll be interesting how they can put those games into a new a new experience for gamers. Mm-hmm. Modern gaming. Yeah. Those were really beloved games at the time. So I think those were like GameCube, PS2 time, if I'm correct. Oh, uh, okay. Early Xbox. Um, Breath of the Wild 2 is delayed to 2023. Uh, there are also rumors swirling around now that the game looks too good to be a Switch title. And there's now speculation that it's possible there could be a new version of Switch that they plan to launch with this title. That would make sense. It would definitely make sense because they kind of use Zelda for those yeah. cross-platform transitions. Yeah. They did it with... We, or the GameCube to the Wii. They did it with the Wii to the Wii U, I believe. And they did it with the Wii U to the Switch. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. That would definitely track with their yep. record. <laughs> and they love to make iterations of consoles, right? Yeah. I mean, look how many 3DSs they came out with. <laughs> yeah. They came out with 2D 3DSs. Yeah. And then 2D 3D 2D 3DSs. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Exactly. <laughs> But they've done something like that. Yeah. So, uh, I wouldn't be shocked, but I guess we'll wait till we get an official announcement of a new Switch. Yeah. I mean, if they do have a new Switch, it's got to be a a big boost, right? It can't be slightly better. It has to be comparable, if not better, than what we currently have with Xbox and PlayStation, in my mind. Yeah. Or else, like, what's the point? That's the only way they can do it. The only target they could use that with is... You want still a cheaper console, but like again, it has to have some kind of boost that makes it seem worth another three hundred plus dollars. Right. Yeah. There was some confusion with Hideo Kojima posting on his Twitter uh, the PlayStation banner, which also includes his Death Stranding character. Uh, so people were starting to shit themselves mm-hmm. that he was joining PlayStation. And Sony was buying the the Kojima Productions, Mm -hmm. and uh, that was a big topic. Uh, He later clarified that he uh, is independent and will always be independent, and that I guess he was just sharing it because his game is within the banner. Right. Yeah, sometimes the simplest explanation is the right one. Yeah. (laughs) But I mean, I could understand, like, how people are speculating, because... Sony has been buying a lot of studios lately. They have they got House Marquee, Bungie recently, uh, Valkyrie Entertainment. Like the those are all within the last few months, I believe. And they Jim Ryan, president of Sony Interactive Entertainment, has said that they plan on buying more. Okay. So it wouldn't be a shock, but it would be weird in the context of Kojima. Making an independent studio after the fallout with Konami and then going into working for somebody again. It just wouldn't make sense. Yeah. And I wouldn't be shocked if they worked together to make a Death Stranding movie under the Sony PlayStation label. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, they already have an actor yeah. in the game who is a actor that you could use in the movie, right? Yeah, so, exactly. Multiple actors. Yeah. So, um, 
yeah, so it'd be interesting to see what they can do with uh, that property if they ever expand. Mm-hmm. Business Insider reports that Microsoft is looking into including ad support in free-to-play titles under the Xbox uh, banner. So basically, it sounds like they would be something as simple as like rendered billboards in like a racing game. So they're like not banners that cover part of the screen but they're incorporated into the game it's like in the universe okay, and we've okay. seen that before yeah i think obama's first campaign had thing where they did that where they had billboards in games i want to say what game was it yeah burnout paradise madden 09 and skate all had advertising for his campaign i don't i don't even think i knew that that's interesting yeah, it was, it was a big thing. And, like, I don't remember people being so upset about that. That's why I thought it was interesting how people get so upset when they say, when they, you know, like, recently, like, there's been ads in games. And like, I get it one thing if you bought the game. Yeah. But, like, it's also another thing if it's, like, if it's, like, on a billboard and you're just driving by in the game, I don't think that's really a big deal. Yeah. But, like, yeah, like, you know, like, UFC, it was, like, the ad plays on the screen while yeah. you're playing the game. That's a yeah, little... Yeah, that's really distracting. Invasive. Yeah. Uh, when you bought the game. Yeah. But here's the thing. And people already are upset about this. But like, I, I kind of feel like, and this is maybe a hot take. If it's free to play, you're not paying for the game. I don't feel like you can really be that upset if no. you have ads in your game. No. Of course, like I said, like you don't want it to be intrusive. Like you like, you know, like, I don't know, YouTube. Or yeah. you're watching a video and then all of a sudden an ad just shows up out of nowhere. But like. Yeah. It's like, I mean, anybody that's complaining about this stuff obviously doesn't play mobile games. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly because what the, the structure of mobile games mobile is, Mobile games right? are literally, you cannot find one that doesn't have ads in it. It's yeah. so irritating. Yeah. But if it's not at such an extreme level mm-hmm. and you're incorporating it into areas of the game that are yeah. not intrusive, then it's really like, if you're not yeah. paying for the game, there's no reason. And this sounds like a huge negative. You know, oh, nobody likes to hear about ads, right? Like, I always complain about ads and yeah. streaming services and stuff, right? Yeah. But here's the thing. It sounds kind of like a positive. It says the revenue from the ads will be shared between the game developer and the respective ad company. So Microsoft isn't necessarily getting to pocket the money. Mm -hmm. It sounds like whoever made the game that the ads are in Mm -hmm. will benefit financially from from it. Not Microsoft as like a middleman. Right. So I'm assuming this is all based off like first party titles. So like they... To me, what this sounds like is this is a test model for Game Pass. Mm-hmm. Them trying to figure out a way that they can sustain financial stability mm-hmm. to create games and not have to 100% rely on subscriptions. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I think if it's done in a passive, non-intrusive way, th- there's no reason that you shouldn't be able to have a billboard in a game or whatever like product placement theoretically basically in your game if you didn't pay for the game my concern yeah. my only concern with this is if somehow that opens the door to make its way to paid for games as well i don't love that well i mean that's you know like, that's my argument with like streaming services it's yeah. like i feel like if you're paying exactly. for the streaming service you shouldn't be paying for ads or you yeah. shouldn't have to have ads yeah because you're paying for the service so it could open the so door. you raise the fucking price and get rid of the ads mm-hmm. or so it could open a possibility for having like three tiers of price for games, certain games. You could have okay, free see, to play. Now that is a door that could be opened. You're yeah, right. So or, you could have a version of a game that's free to play mm-hmm. and a version you pay for, which mm-hmm. I guess kind of go into the mobile aspect right. then because there are yeah. things where 
pay to get rid of ads in this game. Yeah. Even though the structure of the game is based around microtransactions anyways. Mm-hmm. That's the part where, you, you know, that's the slippery slope is if games, you know, AAA titles start having that kind of thing. And we've had issues with that. you pay for the game and, and then you have to pay extra yeah. to get rid of the ads. And it used to be season passes you paid for, right? Mm-hmm. Now you're starting to see, like, they have free versions of them. Yeah. That gives you some content, but then other versions are pay for the season pass so you get more things out of it. You know, maps used to be something that you paid for as mm-hmm. DLC. Now you're starting to see games just give out maps as part of the service of the game mm-hmm. because they have the season pass, which then funds their customers who used to... It funds in, in place of the customer who used to buy the DLC. Right, right. Well, on the subject of three tiers... <laughs> Um, PlayStation is going to be revamping the PlayStation Plus, uh, model sometime, I believe in June is when this is going into effect. There's going to be yeah, three, three tiers of service and there's going to be quite a few changes just to very basically map it out. There's the tier called PS Plus Essential is going to be the same benefits and price as the current PlayStation Plus, um, which will be, if you're in the U.S., $9.99 monthly. quarterly or $59.99 annually. So basically the same price as PlayStation Plus. Yes. So basically that just replaces... Yes. PlayStation Plus becomes PlayStation Plus Essential Tier, basically. Mm -hmm. Then you have Plus Extra, which is the same. It has that benefit plus adding a catalog of up to 400 PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5 games. That is for $15. 40 and a hundred dollars so it's an extra five dollars a month for 400 games potentially okay so you're paying another 40 dollars a year yes for access to that catalog so it's definitely advantageous to pay for the whole year if you're interested in it yeah <laughs> um and then playstation plus premium adds all of the previous two tiers plus 340 more games, including PlayStation 3 games via cloud streaming, classic games in streaming or download options, or uh, streaming and or download options from PlayStation, PlayStation 2, and PSP um, console era. Um, and in addition to that, there's cloud streaming access for the original PlayStation, PlayStation 2, PSP, and PS4 games that were offered in the lo- both lower tiers, so those 400 games. Um, that's in markets where PS Now is currently available. So I don't know what the limitations of that are. Um, and you can also stream using your PS4, PS5, and PC. And the one final extra benefit for this one is there will be time-limited game trials included Mm. in the membership. You kind of see that with, um, EA Play, I think it Mm -hmm. is, or whatever their, their service is. They give you, like, play, like... 10 hours or something of the mm-hmm. game, I think it is, or something like that. So I'm, uh, this tier is another $3 on top of the previous one. So it's $17.99 a month, $49.99 a quarter, or $119.99 a year. So Why would you pay for a quarter? I don't know. Like, there's no point in that, right? That's $200? Yeah, I don't... Why would you pay an extra $80... I guess that's for people that just want it for like a little bit. I guess bit if they only want it for To play a months. certain couple games yeah. and then they to cancel it and then come yeah. back every once yeah. in a while. Maybe if it's like a teacher who can only play during the summer that's when they're not point. teaching. That's a good point. Maybe. But yeah, so basically the difference of 
an additional 340 games and cloud streaming access is $20 more a year. That's what I'm getting out of it. See, this is actually not looking as bad as what I felt like I saw before. I wonder if those were speculations of what... They were maybe like supposed leaks of Mm -hmm. the pricing and stuff. But like I remember it looking like it wasn't beneficial for people who don't really play online but like plus for the discounts and stuff like that Mm -hmm. it was basically like cutting the middle demographic out of you either are fully messing in playstation or Mm -hmm. not at all that's Um, one thing that this but it does feel like i'm I'm a little more encouraged to keep playstation plus for the essential one but yeah that's under the fine print for me of nothing is changing absolutely nothing is changing to the negative like, I have to wonder, because you see how PlayStation Plus Extra has reference to 400 PS4 and PS5 games yeah. in their catalog. Yeah. So, will PlayStation Plus under the essential, the monthly games, will those still exist? Okay, so, um, and, I and didn't... will put... they put PS4 and PS5 games in there? Or is that going to be like, I mean, I guess it would still be PS4 games, essentially, but... Will they be like shit games, like Games with Gold does this, like these days? So directly from the PlayStation blog's post, it says that PlayStation Plus Essential provides the same benefits that are that PlayStation Plus members are getting today, such as okay. two monthly downloadable games, exclusive discounts, yeah. cloud storage for saved games, online multiplayer access. There are no changes for existing PlayStation Plus members in this tier. I just have to assume that they are taking PS5 games away from that idea, though. Like, of the... The monthly two games. Oh. Because you know how they every once in a while throw in a PS5 game. Yeah. Right now, right? So I feel like we're not going to be getting that anymore. Because that's going to be saved for the higher tier of plus extra. That's how I would assume it is. Maybe. I don't see, I don't think, I don't see them doing that. There's they two could games. do it in like chapters two of like, uh, extra gets these PS5 games. And then like six months from then or a year from then, mm-hmm. PlayStation Plus Essential will get those. So same games the way that when they it's, they're older it, and less exciting to people, you know? The way that they describe it is that those two monthly downloadable games are the same for everyone. Oh, okay. It's the only thing that's extra when you go to Plus Extra <laughs> is there's a catalog of 400 games that you're just always going to have access to. Kind of like Game Pass. Is what yeah, it, I mean, essentially Plus Extra feels like what they're doing is it's PlayStation Plus and PlayStation Now lump together yes it sounds yes. like what they're doing yes, they're just exactly. lumping those two together exactly. i hope that it's a now structure that is better than what they currently have mm-hmm. and like they've improved the system because from what i understand like it, it, there's a lot of problems and um the thing that does worry me about the cloud streaming for ps3 games under the premium is like if it's still the same shit quality mm-hmm. for some people like you're limiting your your customer base now because you aren't providing those games to download. They're all streaming. And if people don't have that kind of internet structure at their, you know, where they live or they, you know, are, are limited on their data use or whatever scenario, like mm-hmm. that could really affect sales for for the service. Also, I think if I'm correct, they are not including day one releases for their new titles. For PlayStation. Um, yeah, that would make sense. And I know that, that they think that that's going to lose money if they do that. Because, like, in their logic, they sell really well when they have, like, a first-party exclusive, right? You know, mm-hmm. God of War, Horizon, these games are all doing really well, right? They, yeah. They sell a lot. 
So it's a no-brainer not to put them in the service day one. Yeah. But given Game Pass does this with their games, and maybe that'll change in the future. But mm-hmm. like, as a comparable, as a customer, you know, consumer, comparing these two services, mm-hmm. it's not as exciting to see that you won't be getting those big AAA titles on day one, but you're paying just as much. Yeah, that's because I feel like the premium is about the same price as the. Uh, Game Pass, Pass Ultimate. for Ultimate yeah. in a year. Of course, like this doesn't include the idea of having sales that you could find, you know, PlayStation mm-hmm. Plus and Game Pass always have sales for digital codes. I would assume that would still happen at some point. Mm-hmm. But the PS3 structure, is just, I, I know it was a, a very different thing, and that's probably why they're doing the cloud streaming. But it does look bad to me that... You have to pay for the premium in order to get access to PlayStation, PlayStation 2 and PlayStation Portable games. Yeah. When you see Microsoft just include backwards compatibility as like a standard feature. Yeah. With all of those previous console titles, right? Yeah. And it feels like PlayStation is just kind of charging you for the same thing that you get as like a free perk through Xbox. Yeah. And I do notice that they don't have Vita on that list. Yeah. Which I wonder if that's because it's tied to this format of PS3. Because the Vita and the PS3 were kind of supposed to be hand-to-hand right. working devices. So maybe, so maybe well, they, they, that's they, the same they issue. They referred to it as generations or whatever. So possibly the Vita is just included in the PS3 generation. Well, no. they have PSP as a separate list. Then yeah, I guess that's true. PS one and ps2 right and that was around the same time i believe as at least ps2 yeah that's probably fair i don't know i can't explain what they're doing it'll be interesting um yeah i i don't know like i probably personally will not be going for the higher tier i'll probably try to stick with the essential and see how it works i actually i think i heard i don't know if this is true i heard that anybody who's currently on playstation plus when it changes in june Mm -hmm. will be jumped to the premium version for like that time period that you haven't left. Um, it says that... So like if that's true, like that would be cool to try out those things. And it would be smart for them because then it's like... Essentially you're giving them a trial of your service. Yeah. That they technically paid for anyways in so the past. So this article says that when the new PlayStation Plus service launches, PlayStation Now will transition into the new PlayStation Plus offering will no longer be available. PlayStation Now customers will be migrated over to PlayStation Plus Premium. With at, Okay, so it's so the it's Now, now members, Yeah. Which, that's probably their way of getting people to go jump on PlayStation Now right before. Yeah. So anyone who has PlayStation Plus, it doesn't make a difference. I think you just, it, as far as I understand, it looks like um, you are just going to get the essential. Okay. Well, that's unfortunate. Yeah, because it would be like, from a business standpoint, it would make sense to like give everybody access in the beginning, you know, let them test it so they could get hooked on it and want it and be like, oh, I like this, you know. Yeah. That's kind of what Game Pass does. Yeah. That's why they give it like a dollar your first month and stuff all the time. Mm -hmm. It's because they get you in that this is like a standard in my life I enjoy. And so you will just want it to always be there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how they compare and contrast with these services because i know playstation doesn't want to do the thing that microsoft is doing mm-hmm. and giving the day one titles and yeah. like we said with the the 
the ads and stuff. Like that might be an interesting way for them to keep the financial stability for Game Pass yeah. and compete without needing to have the subscribers always there all year. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I mean, I guess we'll see in June what what they do. Yeah, for be PlayStation. All right, and last in this episode, we are going to have our review for Guardians of the Galaxy. Correction, Marvel's Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy. <laughs> uh, developed by Eidos Montreal, published by Square Enix, and it was released October 26th of 2021. It's the action-adventure genre, surprisingly single-player for yeah, the so theme weird. of a group team. yeah. Weird choice. Yeah. Uh, time completion is around 16 hours, I think, for the, the story. But there's a lot of side stuff you can do and spend mm. more time. Yeah. Basically multi-platform, Xbox, Switch, PlayStation 4, 5, Series X, S, Windows, you name it. Mm-hmm. I'm actually really surprised to see it on Switch. I wonder if it's a actual physical of the game or like if it's a like a stream. Streaming situation. Like they did with some of the other big Probably. titles. Probably. Unless they just downloaded it. That's news to me, actually, that it's on Switch. So, okay. This game felt very close to, like, Tomb Raider-esque, but, like, in Mm -hmm. a more, like, uh, I guess, platformer action-adventure, as the genre actually is. Yeah. You know, it felt very um, familiar to me. Like, it didn't... I don't feel like it took a lot to really jump into this game and, like, understand what I'm doing and stuff. Yeah. Um, I thought visually it was gorgeous. I loved the planets. I think they were vibrant. They had a lot of, you know, different feelings to each planet or location we went to. Like, it felt like they were different areas that we were really experiencing in this world. Yeah. Or I guess universe, I should say, not mm-hmm. world. And I thought it was really interesting that they did this more comic, traditional take on the characters. But they also kind of made it feel like it was... The movie characters at the same time. Yeah. And so like I guess that's like a good and a bad thing. Because it's like they didn't necessarily know what they wanted to do. But it also made it I guess familiar for people who know maybe just one versus the other. Yeah. Uh, but they also had characters that you didn't know about if you watched just the movies. Mm-hmm. And so like that was a nice introduction for some of these characters. That like you know like one that they have later in the game. I assume it's an oh shit thing for people that know it. Mm-hmm. But you know, I wasn't familiar with that character, so like it got me interested in that character. You know, there's all these like little side character things that are just kind of like side quest things that I thought were fun, that, like a little world building, I guess, for I guess the universe, I should say, building for yeah. like you know the backstories of the characters and like their relationships with other characters from like the comics and stuff. Yeah, and I thought it was interesting how they did this like style point type ranking system i guess for oh yeah get score system yeah it didn't really matter but it was just kind of there for like you to have fun yeah um i love how they kind of implemented the music as a i guess not not so much a weapon but like kind of like a a, it was like a last chance or whatever type situation i don't know they were like moves they were they were like attacks essentially yeah it was like a mass team attack yeah and i thought that was kind of a fun way to do that where you kind of included the other characters again this is only a single player game surprisingly yeah i will say though like i actually did not realize that some of these like there was there was moves i didn't know i could do for most of the game and then i saw you do i was like oh (laughs) 
Wait, what did you just do? Yeah, and then I was like, how did you beat the game without having any of and these? That, yeah, like, th- those moves would have made the game much easier for me. Yeah. But I still had a blast playing what I'd played without yeah. knowing that those existed. But once I did, I was like, oh, that's even cooler. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't typically love games where I have to command other characters to help me. Yeah, I was a little concerned that that was going to be um, tedious and... and mm-hmm discouraging yeah but it, it was actually pretty well done i don't i still don't think yeah. that i'm a fan of that type of game in general but i liked this one yeah i think the writing was great oh yeah the the character interactions the conversations i think everything was fun i know, you know we were basically playing them at the same time different mm-hmm. consoles different rooms yeah and i just keep hearing you giggling about things yeah. and <laughs> You know, I yeah, don't think I was laughing was quite hilarious. as much as you, but like I definitely appreciated the. Yeah, I definitely loved the writing. Rocket. It was just mm-hmm. the banter was great, and I don't know. There was a lot of random stuff that happened that it was like this is ridiculous. Like yeah, you could tell that the team that made the game really put effort into what the Guardians were through the comics, and mm-hmm. it wasn't just a dare I say Avengers esque thing. <laughs> and you know, it's funny because. The there was like news reports of this game recently that like they basically said that it underperformed like they mm-hmm. kind of did it with Tomb Raider yeah they said that too right and so that kind of put the, put this daunting concern of oh are they not going to continue this franchise as a game now mm-hmm. and part of it makes me feel like it was because of the Avengers and not so much this game well a good portion of it has to be the fact that it's a fucking single player game. Because, but what I say, what I'm saying is, I feel like the Avengers not succeeding as oh. they expected, you know, and that that message out there that the Avengers wasn't as good as it should have been, right, may have deterred a chunk of people from, from buying this, this game. That's a good point. Yeah, I mean, we didn't buy it until it was on sale. That's true. I think it was like Black Friday, whatever. That's true. We didn't. Um, but. This is on Game Pass currently. For anybody yeah. who is interested in this game, but doesn't really want to commit to it, it, it's on Game Pass. If you have an Xbox, you could get like a a one month or something. You know, try it out. Um, you could easily beat it in one month. Yeah. But, um, I I really enjoyed this game. I think it was fun. I hope we get more. Mm-hmm. I did deal with some glitch issues. There are some bugs that kind of annoyed me. I was playing on the Series X, so maybe that was a part of the problem i don't know but like i had issues where like i think one time the game just randomly turned off and so i had to like kind of start over a a section of the game that i had already played that happened to me too um there was sections i think where it kind of like glitched out with my character and i was stuck somewhere halfway in the ground or something yeah yeah. um i had something where i was in one of the like boss battles i got stuck in an area that i couldn't and I couldn't leave the area, but the guy just kept attacking me, and I, <laughs> yeah. I was like, I literally can't do. And it wouldn't so let me do just my moves or anything. And, and I just had yeah. to wait for him to kill me. Yeah, yeah, that sucked. And the game turned off for me too. And I was playing on the the one X one X. Yeah. So I don't know if it's generation related. It's probably just the game. That's my theory. Um, and then I also had some weird stuff. I don't know if it's happened to you too, where certain cutscenes. It would just there would be no audio or there would be no uh, dialogue. 
I want to say that there was background once. music, but there was no dialogue and I couldn't hear what they were saying. I had mm. subtitles on, so it wasn't like the biggest issue, uh-huh. but it was like, what? That's fucking weird. Like the first time it happened, I didn't have subtitles on. And then I was yeah. like, well, this is stupid. I'm going to go fix that. I've had that happen in Halo in the one of the first Infinite first came out. I had that happen in like mm-hmm. multiplayer, but um, I think that might happen to me once in this game. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's, I mean, it was a handful of bugs. Yeah. Nothing crazy. Nothing that stopped me from enjoying the game. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I think the game was, was a lot of fun. I thought the, the enemies were very unique and, mm-hmm. and creative ideas of, of these monsters and creatures. And um, I, had a, I had a great time with this yeah. game. There's also at least a little bit of replay value because there's different trophies or uh, achievements depending mm-hmm. on what console you're using depending on the decision that you make at different points in the game. Oh, yeah. So keep that in mind for anybody who's interested. Um, and they do the, the typical, uh, you can find different character costumes for all of the Guardians, not yeah. just yeah, not just Peter. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, like, so you, I think even they have the ones from the movies. So you mm-hmm. could be the movie ones if you want. Yeah, there's all kinds of, like, extra bullshit. More comic-related ones. Just happen to find or yeah. go looking for, and you can have all kinds of crazy costumes. Mm-hmm. Which I gave up, so. <laughs> I was like, I want to find these ones, and then I went back into it, and then I was like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> I got my achievements, and I was like, right, I'm good. Yeah, I would love to see if they do continue this, try to go into a multiplayer yes idea but at the same time maybe this was single player because of the avengers maybe they yeah. did plan on doing it in that concept and then they mm. they realized that it wasn't working for avengers as well as they wanted it to so maybe they shifted to a single player i don't know that's just speculation yeah but um it would be interesting to see if they did do that so you could play this with your friends you know yeah because it's literally a team literally a team it's so weird to me (laughs) or even if you could like even one difference without making it a multiplayer game that might help would be to make it so that you could swap to the other character yeah that that would be an easy solution you could pick whatever character you want knowing that you will use them all in the team attacks anyways that would have been what's the game is it like ninja turtles especially if you did like each one had like unique skills that you needed to do certain things right exactly instead of having to to work together to to get instead of commanding them you could switch so it's like the lego games where you can switch to that character and to do whatever it's needed and to an extent the early avengers game okay that i think about okay whatever because the the beta for the the or alpha for the avengers was very different than what it ended up being. oh yeah that's true they had very specific things like specific characters had yes. to do certain moves we went through and you're like together oh, none of us have hulk so we can't do this yeah. one fucking thing and then later in the game actually released they didn't even have that in yeah. the game yeah because they decided people didn't like it so yeah well it was kind of dumb yeah <laughs> Uh, but yeah, this was this was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. We played on Xbox, um, and the music was great, as yeah, usual. Great, great music. Yeah, I think they needed the hero was on there, right? I need yeah, the hero I that was hero, on there. Yeah. I think that one I just played on loop if I could. Yeah, of course. That's one thing I wish you could do is like you could manually put songs on. I think oh, that would be a lot yeah. of fun. All right, well, I think that's it for our episode what was your review for guardians what what, what are you giving uh, i'm gonna say a large slice large slice okay yeah. i'll dissect it okay talking about it again i feel like i'm enjoying it more in my head than i 
maybe did when I was playing. Yeah, I'm so, trying not to wear the rose-colored glasses too much because it's been a well, minute. Like, I don't know, but like I am definitely going to go back to it to finish up the stuff that I haven't done. Yeah. And again, if you don't want to commit to buying this game, check out it on Game Pass. Mm-hmm. It's it's there. That's that's a big get. I feel like. Yeah, for, take advantage of that for Game Pass. So even just to try it out and then be like, oh, okay. Then I'll go buy it later if you end up not wanting to do it via Game Pass. Like if you only get a week or a month or whatever. Mm-hmm. I imagine it'll probably hit. I don't know if it's, if it's on now. I have no idea. But I would assume PlayStation will get it at maybe in June. I would if imagine. it's uh, not there on now currently. Yeah, that's so. true. All right. That's it. Thanks everyone for listening. Don't forget to check us out on our Facebook page, Dissecting This Fiction Podcast. Um, and follow us on Twitter at DTFPod and head on over to Instagram and like our page, Dissecting This Fiction. Um, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe and tell your friends. And you can even send us an email directly to DTFPod at gmail.com or you can swing by our website for a listing of all of our episodes, DTFCast.com. That's it for episode 116 of Dissecting This Fiction. Yep. Interesting. I wonder what number's next. I wonder what that means for the next episode. (laughs) Stay tuned to continue the fight. (laughs) Bye-bye.